Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dice Will Roll, the spookiest Pathfinder podcast on the planet, Ooh. where we ask the hard questions like, can vampires taste the difference in blood types? Welcome, everyone, <laughs> to Dice Will Roll's 2022 Halloween special, where we aim to spook the pants right the fuck off of you and into the laundry. But you don't want your pants to, like, stay on the ground. What if they get that ground smell? Oh, that's so true. Um, today, everyone, we are going to be having a very special Halloween episode. Not just because it's spooky, not just because it's scary, but because it's not just a Halloween special. This is a very special episode where Dave, Ritz, and KK and I are all going to be celebrating five years of playing Pathfinder together. For nearly every week, for five years now, we have all grouped up and we've rolled dice and we've killed monsters. And it all started with a special party we will be visiting today. A group of adventurers from the mist-clad nation of Ustala. From our first ever adventure pad that we played, uh, off mic obviously, Carrion Crown. And today we are going back in time to play with these three characters who started off our career as adventurers. And we have a very spooky adventure indeed called March of the Dead. As a heads up for all listeners, however, this episode is going to be extremely gruesome. We're going to have body horror. We're going to have... We're going to have... What about ooh? Oh, you might have some ooh. Um, If you have a weak stomach, be aware before hopping up to this episode. Because I promise this is going to be one of our meatiest episodes of Dice Will Roll ever. Are we about to have Matt Mercer level descriptions? <laughs> uh, you might, but it's just gonna be it's just gonna be a lot of oh I don't like that. Get ready for a lot of that, you know. Right. Alas. Are we all ready to start our adventure? I think mm-hmm. we are. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the trees stand against the noon sky, clawing at the clouds like withered, grasping hands plunging out of the earth. The smell of wet soil penetrates your noses, and the sound of squelching mud echoes as you walk through the sheets of drizzly rain. Tree adventurers walk through the overclassed day. A green-haired man with a suit of armor and a dark cloak with a hood he looks around, his uh, hand wearing white gloves, holding his cloak as he leads the way for the group. Uh, a half elven woman with goggles, a tattered cloak, and tangled wild hair looks to the sky, squinting for a moment before she continues. And trailing at the very back is a dampier with pale green hair, a gothic Victorian garbs with lacy sleeves, and a black cravat. The three of you are in the middle of many other adventures, but those adventures do not matter right now. What matters is who you are at this very moment. So we're going to go around a tale, everyone. Starting with you, Angelo Lorimer, Paladin of Iomede, level four, and played by... Dave. Can you tell us just a little bit about Angelo, please? Angelo is a paladin of Iomede, my first paladin. Literally the first paladin I ever played, and then I never look back. He's very polite, you know, he kind of looks like he's 
Like he's like just just a little teensy little bit nervous. Um, he's a little bit scarred on his face, but he's very nice. He does not curse. He's never ever. said the fuck word. He doesn't curse. This is a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Next to him, the half-elven alchemist, Arstris Vildian, played by... Who the fuck is Lucky? It's me. Hi. Hi. Can you tell us a little bit about Ari? She is uh, alchemist of Desna, half Verizian, that is the other half to her, half-elf. Highly curious... Almost to the detriment of her own being. She does have, like, mad scientist vibes, but that's mostly in fights. She can be a little feral when testing out her, uh, her new stuff. And lastly, the Dampier at the very back. Ritz tells a little bit about Voltaire, Lafayette, Sorcerer, Wizard, thanks to multiclassing, and Nuisance. Well, thanks for that one. Wow. This is, this is, <laughs> this is Voltaire Lafayette. I guess you could call him dramatic. His head might be really pretty, but there's nothing really inside. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe him. He's Voltaire. Y- you know, I, I also can't describe yeah. him. I guess the only way I could is that he's, he's kind of chaotic. He defies description. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll be able to uh, describe him by the end of this. Surely with many expletives. Little bastard. <laughs> the three of you are walking. You're traveling from the city of Lepidstadt to the Fangwoods to the north of the country. It is noon. You're in the middle of a very hilly area with a few sparse trees every once in a while. Very overclass. It is drizzling. It's not that heavy rain. It's like, the rain is almost like powder. I don't know if you guys even have that very often over in desert land, California. But in Ireland and anyone in this part of the world, you know the kind of rain I'm talking about. Where it's not even like rain, it's like moisture hanging in the air. Voltaire is holding a parasol then. He's got like an umbrella kind of. (laughs) <laughs> He's not letting anyone else under it, but he has it. Why won't you let anybody under that? Maybe you should have brought your fucking own. I have a hood. I'm fine. Dang. You Dang, have a hood fine. also. I Next see it. It's behind get... your fucking head. It's the principle of things. Mm-hmm. Principle. Shut up. Sharing is caring. <laughs> Come on, Voltaire. Who can say no to this face as Arcerus kind of pinches Angela's cheeks in one hand? Ah! <laughs> well, they're kind of like squints, and he smiles. Is like, you can come under if you want. But for what price, though? What no, does what here. does what price does he have to pay? Are you gonna grab my butt or something? No, no, no. I mean, if hey, if you want to be under the umbrella, then you can come here. Angelo steps under the parasol. Voltaire immediately goes to kiss him. Ah! <laughs> no! Oh my uh, gosh! There we go. That was the price. <laughs> Take my first kiss. But it's romantic. Oh, you, can't, you can't take it. All right, looks like I'm taking the head. <laughs> as you skip ahead to avoid being embroiled in this constant flirtation between the two. This romantic drama. Yeah. Uh, something does catch your eye. Oh. A raven is sitting in a branch nearby with a parchment in its beak. She squints for a second and tilts her head. Uh, I think she stops close to the raven and goes, uh, Hey, little guy, don't you think you should be getting that to whoever needs to go there? Are you okay? The raven turns at you with beady eyes and it kind of lets it like, and it flaps its wings, but it doesn't leave. I think she holds her hand out and goes, oh, well, I'm not going to hurt you or anything. Just everything's okay. Do you need help? The raven swoops forward. And it actually lands on your hand 
as if, you know, that were what we're waiting for you to do. Okay. You can tell that it looks kind of injured. Um, you think it might have gotten into a fight with a cat or something. Uh, it does not look like it can fly very well. It's actually taking all its energy to fly up to you right now. I think that uh, Angela is probably prying uh, uh, Voltaire away from his face while Voltaire yes. is making kissing noises. But <laughs> Voltaire looks over. He's like, "Did you make a friend?" Um. What? Yeah. Oh. Distressed friend though. So come quietly. Angelo peels Voltaire's hand off of his shoulder and is like, You're a cruel man. I am not (laughs) kissing you, Voltaire. No, it's fine. Apologies. He he laughs a little bit. And he goes over to Arceus and he goes, Ow! Do you guys take a look at the parchment that this thing is holding? Yeah, I think Angelo uh, is like, Excuse me, good sir. Can I have that parchment? And he holds out his hand. It carefully drops it. Oh, what a polite little man. He's be well trained. Yeah, he he opens the parchment and and he looks at it. And it reads, "The mayorship of Stagensar. I must be brief. Something terrible is happening in Fiorna's fate. Folk have been disappearing, and I fear that I'm ne- here in the midst of his tour." Oh. And you can tell Ooh. there's quite a lot of blood on this parchment. Do you guys want to make a quick, quick, quick society check to figure out a few things about this note? I could figure out that whoever sent it is fucking dead. Sure. Arceris, we you're not 20. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> cool secret roll. You got a not 20. Everyone would have known, but Arceris knows really well. There are two uh, towns mentioned in this letter. Fiorna's Fate and Stagensar, both of which are small towns uh, around this part of Ustlav. Um, you actually know that you're pretty close to Fiorna's Fate, actually. Hmm. You're not sure why someone would be sending this letter to the people of uh, Stagensar, specifically politics there, but it seems that whatever was trying to be communicated got lost in transit. Um, odd letter, odd messenger-receiver relationship considering these cities but yeah whatever happened here not great and it seems like they're desperate yeah their penmanship is fucking terrible Voltaire it's also ripped and bloody Voltaire I feel like they're in danger I think we should go help I mean I mean we're on our way somewhere are we really just gonna go somewhere else Angela's like I want to help people and I mean how long could it take like, defeat whatever monster this is. Oh, I can't say no to you. Okay. Oh, my lord. Oh, it doesn't help us. Oh, uh, I mean, it... Again, this city is on the road anyway, so I guess it might as well. Then I think... I think we definitely have the time. We could stop in the town, make sure that everything's okay, stop whatever's bumping in the night, whatever monster there is, and then move on. All right. I guess... I feel like it's a change of pace from Lepidstat, so come on, let's go. You guys make your way? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You travel for some time, and thanks to uh, Arshra's just knowing a lot about small towns, you're able to follow her through the outskirts of this place and eventually find yourselves overlooking Fiorna's fate. Uh, it is a small town, and it's in the middle of a valley. In fact, it is down a valley, and you're going to have to kind of 
go down that way uh, to enter into the town. Uh, the path is quite steep and it is raining pretty bad. So you can see, even as you're moving, this is going to be a kind of dangerous slog through the area. So to summarize your two-hour journey down this valley, I want you all to make me a quick athletics check. Uh-oh. Okay, Angelo and Arthur, the two of you traverse this with varying degrees of difficulty. Angelo, you were trained by the Knights of Last Wall, um, so you're pretty good at this whole military thing, you know, stomp, stomp, stomp through the undergrowth. Arthuris, you're smart so you can see what's going to happen before it happens and avoid any dangerous paths. Voltaire, you stupid motherfucker. <laughs> oh my god. Leave you slip alone. and slide down a stretch of hill and fall into a sharp, sharp uh, rock and some tree roots. And you take 2d8 slash. Oh my shirt. You take 2d8 slash. Oh my cape. As you- oh my face. <laughs> you slide down the mud. It's actually pretty bad. <laughs> That's eight damage. Well, hopefully where we're going, there's an inn for a bath. Someone's gonna need it. Are you okay? You didn't catch me! I didn't- What? You'd need to be caught! You're a fucking knight! <laughs> Do we have a healing potion? I'd heal you, but... Yeah, we have a healing potion. One second. Cool way of saying, Arshus, make a healing potion! <laughs> Listen, I do it myself, but he's a dampier. Yeah, Leon hands will not work on a dampier. Thankfully, Arthurus has many elixirs of life. Voltaire's like laying on the ground with like his hand over like his eyes. He's like, "Oh my god! If only I had the supple blood of a beautiful paladin of Iomede." Oh, oh wow! My. It's really unfortunate that there's none of those here. It's unfortunate that you hate me. I'm not letting you suck my blood. Angelo, you hear in your ear the sound of his sword clanging. A sure sign that Iomade is displeased that you lied, which is a core tenet of followers of Iomade. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I'm sorry, I was trying to be funny. <laughs> Arthur, you put together a quick elixir of life using one of your infused reagents for the day. You, as an alchemist, have several alchemy points that you can use to either at the start of the day prepare a load of alchemical items or on the fly create alchemical items for a greater cost. And you're creating one at a greater cost right now, right? Yes. And Voltaire, you get to drink a elixir of life. So you yummy, will restore yummy. 1d6 healing. That's five. You're feeling mostly fine. You've got like a scratch need, but like the worst cuts from that fall have been healed. After descending into the rain-drenched valley, the village of Fiorna's fate finally comes into view. No smoke rises from the chimneys of the quiet town. Even from the distance, it's clear something has gone terribly wrong. Doors hang open, windows are shattered, and no light or sound emanates from what appears to be an empty, abandoned town. What in the world? Everything looks normal. Maybe they're just cold-blooded. Cold-blooded? No one has a chimney running. Doors are hanging open. Stuff windows are broken. Well, maybe they like the fresh air. Voltaire, what? I appreciate your optimism. Angela's just gonna walk up to the nearest home that's open, you know, with like glass shattered and stuff. And I, I think he sort of leans in and he goes, "Hello, is is anybody here?" Silent. There's a small doghouse sitting beside this building. A rope leads from the doghouse, but the collar at the end of it is split. Like whatever was leashed here 
dug at the ground before finally snapping its leash and escaping. Angelo's like, I think we should keep on our guard. Angelo unsheaths his sword and he says, I don't trust that this place is particularly safe. <sighs> All right. Why are you sighing? I don't want to fight. I just fell. We came here to defeat a monster anyways. So where do you guys want to go? There's a few places that you can see as you're like, because well, there's, there's a lot of homes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I assume you're not going to, like, even as you're walking through, it's pretty obvious. Every single one of these homes is abandoned. But uh, as you kind of walk through the worn cobblestone of the street, the silence almost overwhelming. There's a few buildings which seem to kind of stick out to you. There is a general store, by the looks of it. There's a manor. The Pick and Pint, the local tavern. Erastel's table, you see on a sign, which is pointing up a hill to a church of Erastel. Do any of those jump out at you? Angelo thinks, and then he's like, I think a tavern or a church would be a good place to start. Well, let's, I guess, yeah. let's check the tavern first to see if anyone's holed up in there. Then, if anything, the church is on an uphill area. If the tavern is a bust, maybe the church is fine. Okay, then let's try those. Well, this squat single-story inn features a modest stable attached to the back. Unfortunately... Where warm light and raucous laughter might once have poured through the many bright windows, the building now stands dark and empty. And that's when you see something that kind of catches you by surprise. Standing in front of the main door is a crude mix of tables, crates, and barrels, which seem to form a crude barricade. A barricade which evidently didn't hold. Okay, hear me out. Something bad might have happened. You don't say. I hadn't realized. (laughs) This is less than ideal. So much for a room. Uh. (laughs) I mean, I guess we could just try to investigate, but just don't make any sudden noises because there might be some things in there. Okay, Voltaire opens the door. Oh my lord. (laughs) Voltaire, you walk up to the main door and you kick your way in. The tap room here is divided up into a small stage, a place for tables and a bar. The entire area is in shambles. Spare tables and chairs barricade the windows. Detritus is strewn everywhere, and rust-colored blood speckles every surface. A large sinkhole has opened up under the building's southeastern wall, which also breached the back wall of the inn into the yard. Wow, one hell of a bar fight, right? Bar fight turning into a fucking war zone? Sure, I guess. Does anyone want to make me a society medicine or nature check as you check this place out? Sure... All of you can tell, this wasn't just a bar that got into a bloody fight. This was a bar that housed people for several days. As in, people lived here for a little while. You can tell this, Arceris, as you're looking around, because you find one table which bears three relatively new notches, and you realize pretty quickly that these are the days that people stayed here. One, two, three. Piles of dirty clothes and rags litter the ground, as well as dishes and animal bones including those you can tell, Voltaire, of a few rats that have been picked clean. Angela, you find a crude charcoal drawing on the wall, which depicts many people all pressed tightly together, with a wall around them and menacing squiggles outside. Evidently, this site was the last stand for many people. But there is one question. Where the hell are the bodies? Yeah. And I think after a few moments of looking at bloodstains, 
and the drag marks on the floor. You can find where those bodies went. Your eyes turn to the sinkhole. The sinkhole? The one that broke the wall? Oh. Mmm. Both hair walks up to the fucking hole in the wall. Well, it's technically in the floor. The wall's gone now. As you walk out to it, you can see into the yard. That's a joy. What's that? You can see the horses. Are they alive? <sighs> they don't even have heads, my friend. Holy shit! They have been ripped to shreds by like some kind of wild, an wild animal, clearly. Okay. Like, you're inside here, and you're just peering out into the rain outside, and like I think you're like preoccupied by the sinkhole, and then you look up, and it's like a fucking animal attack out there. Hey, I think maybe this place is a lost cause. I don't think anything here is alive. We have to look for survivors. If even one person is here that's alive, that's enough. I... If we leave somebody here, and they were here, and we just didn't check for them... That's fine and all, but I... Why were those people dragged into a hole? And, like, Voltaire looks down into the sinkhole. I don't know. Ashris, if you feel like the type two who would have, like, slipped ahead to check out the dead fucking horses, right? That feels like something you might have done. With extreme caution, like, is the crow is the raven still following them around? Oh, good question. Did you take the raven with you? Probably. The raven does look very much so on edge to be here, but it's not flying away. You actually get the feeling that maybe this thing's just extremely hungry as well. You don't know how long this thing's been out. Well, we'll get you some bird feed in a sec, little guy. Just hold on. Someone hold on to the raven. I I need to check something. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> Arceris then goes to check the horses. <laughs> very cautiously, though. Like, she's checking her surroundings. Do you want to make me a medicine check? Sure. You can tell what animal killed these horses. Okay. Because you find one of its teeth embedded into its neck. It's a human incisor. Oh. Oh. Oh, God. <sighs> oh, fuck. A person did this. What? It was people. <laughs> what? I'm sorry? What? Arceris takes out a glove and takes out the human tooth. Oh, dear. Maybe it was the people in here who got hungry. Voltaire, this is a person's tooth in the body of a horse. Maybe they were really hungry. I'm not sure how much desperation it would drive him to do that, though. Like, this is excessive. People, even in times of hunger, try to feel normal. So I feel like if this was just, like, a human who was, like, starving... They would at least try to treat the horse like meat, and not like prey. Hmm. So whoever did this was mindless. Oh dear. I think I am getting a picture of what happened here. I think so too. Say it. If I say it, they're gonna just like show up out of nowhere, aren't they? Vampires. It's not vampires. <laughs> No, you said say it. I'm glad. Oh you my god! <laughs> um, I'm a vampire. I did get it. I didn't want to say it. Regardless, do you guys want to check out the rest of this place? Because like you can see like that there is more stuff in here that has been like you can see that one half of the place still has barricades up. I think Angela notices the barricades and he's like, "Oh, there might be people there." And if not, then. Eh. And I think he goes over to the the little area. Let's hope they didn't starve. You are worrying me. Well, I don't know. We don't know how long... Actually, Voltaire, like, leans down to the blood on the floor. How old is it? He would know. 
maybe a week. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, the marks say that someone's been counting the days. It's been three days. No, that's before they died. Then that would be eight days? People can technically survive without food for that long. And that's when you guys hear something. Huh? Oh. It comes from somewhere up behind the barricade. Something's alive? If you're in there, please speak up. Oh, gosh. There's the mindless. I think Arceris leaps over the counter and away from the doors. <laughs> oh, gosh. Ah, we could. Should we knock back? Knock twice if you can understand me. Uh, Arceris says it in... Verizian? Sylvan. Necrol? Hmm. I think that we have to just open the barricade. I have my sword out, just in case there's danger. Voltaire, please stay back. I don't need you getting more hurt. Oh, can't risk my face being hurt. Yes, I know. Yes, yes. Moneymaker. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, glad you all agree. You guys want to start undoing the barricade and see what's behind it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Angelo, you make creep your way forward, and you, after a few minutes, move away enough stuff from this barricade. And you find yourself standing in a hallway into two bedrooms. One of these bedrooms lies open. The other one is also barricaded. Oh dear. Hello? Um, Angelo has a hand on his sword, and he undoes the barricade. You open the door? Yeah. And Angelo, you open that door, and standing inside is a man. A man with mottled grey skin that has wrapped around his bones. His head is bald in patches, his teeth are yellowed, his nose's cartilage has fallen off, exposing a hole where he's in the middle of his face, and his eyes are milky white. And as he turns to you, this poor dead bastard lets out a noise. It's zombies! And everyone, I want you all to roll initiative right fucking now. Fuck. Fifteen. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> Ten. So evidently, Angelo, even though you were ready, the dead man was much more ready than you are. Top of the order is the zombie, who rolled a nat 20. Now, normally, zombies have this thing where uh, they are permanently slowed, but because he got a nat 20, he's going to have all three actions. In a burst of speed, this thing clambers over the bed and, like, stumbles towards you, and lets it as he fucking goes to punch you in the throat, Angelo. Okay. And uh, that is going to be a 29 to hit. That does hit. Okay, that's going to be 1d8 plus 6 bludgeoning damage as he gecks you right in the throat. That's 10 damage to you, Angelo. And then, groaning out, he goes, and he's going to try to grab at you. He's like, got his hands around your neck, basically. And he's holding you, and he's pulling you towards him. And his mouth is opening, his tongue missing. And ah! a strange smell wafts from his mouth as he's going to try bite you. But that's where he's got you. You are grabbed, my friend. And Arceris, it is your turn. 
You're standing beside Angelo. You can only kind of see this zombie from around the corner. What the fuck do you do? All right. Let me check something. It's trying to eat me. Okay. I think that she is going to take out her dagger and try to, like, move over to fucking stab in the face. Okay. Sure. Go for it. One action to draw a dagger. One action to stab this motherfucker. It's a 27 to hit. Uh, 27 against this fucking zombie is a crit. That is four damage. Okay. You stab him. He lets it roar. And then she's gonna use her bottled sunlight. Okay, so uh, you draw one of the bombs from your bag. This kind of like wide-bottomed flask glows with white light, like the light of the sun as you pull it out. When you throw this guy, this bomb at him, what damage is it gonna do? Oh, wait, hold on. Was that a slash you just did? Yes. Hey, KK, cool thing. When you slash through him with his thing, you cut through his meat like a knife through butter. He is weak to slashing damage and he takes 10 extra damage. Oh. And now you're going to throw this bomb at him? Uh, yes. Okay, go for it. It's a 12. Uh, 12 is going to hit against this tank. It is not very high AC. Uh, that is 12 damage. Okay, but this is also positive damage because it's bald sunlight, right? Yes. Cool. It's weak to that as well and takes another 10 damage from it. So, Irishers, as you, like, flail around, and this would not really hurt a person very much, but as you, like, swing around the door, slash wildly at this thing and fucking chuck a bomb in its face, this thing stumbles back and you actually blow off one of its arms. Hopefully the arm that was fucking attached to Angelo. Unfortunately, it's got two arms. Oh, fuck off. Okay, But this thing lets out a... And then, as if it didn't just lose a body part, it goes back towards Angelo to bite him. Oh, jeez. And Aristus, is that your turn? That's her turn. You did a shit ton of damage there. I think 46 in total, but this thing is still going ahead. Voltaire, it's your turn. Someone other than you is manhandling Ar- Angelo. It's not fair. It's not fair. <laughs> what the fuck do you do? Voltaire, like, tries to kind of look over Arthur's shoulder. Because he can't really see what's happening. I think it's fair to assume, like, from the noises and the screams of uh, it, it's a zombie that it might be a zombie. So Voltaire's going to cast Disrupt Undead. Okay, cool. You need to roll me a fortitude save, Voltaire. Because it's about like a 30-foot range. So I think he puts his hand against the wall. A kind of a greenish-yellow glow emanates out in a 30-foot radius, and that rips into the undead. Holy light pulses through the walls and through the floors, coming out of your hand and into this creature as it's stumbling forward. I need you to roll damage because you failed. Good. I hope he dies, too. That's going to be nine damage. Nine damage, and this is positive damage. So he is going to take an extra ten. Voltaire, as this holy energy shreds through him, you let hear him let out a final... And then he falls on top of Angelo. Dead. Uh, oh, ew. You get off of him! And Voltaire, like, pushes Arthur's out of the way. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it like rips the zombie off of, off of Angelo. Gross. Well, you guys all kind of come to, and it's quiet again for a second. But this zombie lies on the floor, confirming to you that something terrible has indeed happened here. Ugh, thank you. Sorry, it caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting it to move that quick. Well, that's why there's three of us. Oh. Well, that's one of them. Surely no one else is a zombie. 
Yeah. Now we can leave and go back to what we were doing before, walking. What? What? No. There's going to be like a bunch of zombies and we have to get rid of them. If anybody else visits this town... We'll just put like a sign outside, like don't come in, there's zombies. Voltaire, do you know where we live? Do you think that's going to stop people? No, I'm well aware that we live in a country of fucking crazy people who like uh, spooky things. Uh, on your uh, shoulder, Astris, the raven kind of like calls. It generally, it did not, like when that, uh, when that zombie happened, it fucking flew away. And it's come back now, but you can tell it didn't seem to like that. Hey, it's okay if you don't want to stick around or anything. If you, if you need to like hang out at the edge of town, we'll, we'll be back to get you. This crow does not seem to want to be alone. Yeah, what if like a zombie crow gets him? Don't let him hear you say that. But he's a crow, he doesn't speak common. All right, well, if you want to stick with us and make sure to stay safe, you did a good job in flying away, so that's nice. Should we give this thing a name? Don't, don't name it, you're going to get attached to it. We've gotten attached to lots of things. I think Angela's going to. I think he's like, I don't really feel comfortable just leaving a dead body around. Well, we can put it in the hole with the rest of them. Oh, that feels so bad. Well, oh, really God, we don't have another. We don't have another choice. You fucked the body into the hole. Um. Okay. Stop that. <laughs> um. Quit we put it. it. in the hole. Put the word. The word. Put the word. We put. We put it. We put it the, into the hole. It like the body into the hole. Apart no. It along. <sighs> okay. Um. Look, Angelo. I'm sorry, but I don't think we'll have time to do this for every zombie that we encounter. Yeah, but these were here and. I don't want to just be like, well, I don't care that anybody died here. Uh, let's go to the church. You guys head out? There's a zombie priest I'm leaving. <laughs> if what? There's a zombie priest I'm leaving. Oh my goodness. Do you guys make your way towards the uh, church of Arastal? The one that you saw on the signpost? Top of the hill? Yeah. yeah. Well, bad news. There is no church of Arastal. Not anymore. What? Not after the fire, evidently. Oh. Charred timbers rise from the crumbled walls of this ruined structure, giving it the appearance of some great beast whose flesh has been stripped to its bones. A great fire consumed this place, obviously. You can tell because of the blackened walls and melted lead pooling along the base of what must have once been a beautiful stained glass window. Facing the road, the building's facade stands like an empty mask. A bow symbol, with its arrow pointing down, remains above the once grand entry, covered in soot and ash. Barely visible beneath the grime, the lintel bears an inscription reading. All are welcome at Arastel's table. Well, this was the one vantage point that the townspeople had. Thanks. Didn't last long, did it? I'll be honest. It doesn't seem like it lasted a night. Do you guys want to make me a perception or crafting check? Uh, let's see. Sure. Sure. I think I rolled up a cat right? this entire time. Welcome back, Ritz. <laughs> Very Voltaire core. How's it feel? <laughs> <laughs> you guys kind of explore this place, or the ruins of this place. Voltaire, you're just like, whoa, creepy. I'll tell you actually what you find in a second, but uh, Angelo, you find something quite distressing. Mm-hmm. That's not standard in churches. Uh-huh. 
doors of churches generally don't have iron wedges shoved into the doors to lock them closed from the outside. Oh my gosh. Arceris, you can smell something in the air. Acrid and unnatural. You know exactly what it is because you've used it many times in your own alchemy. Specifically, in your alchemist's fire. Oh my... An accelerant. Mm. Voltaire, you find something great and obvious. Mm -hmm. Tree charred skeletons clinging to each other in a back room. Oh, well, that's depressing, isn't it? What did you guys find? Accelerant. <laughs> One of the ingredients in Alchemist's fire. I found iron wedges that would lock church doors. I found a very sad and final act of camaraderie. What did you find? Uh, there's three bodies in here, uh, and oh, they stayed dear. in here while it went down. I think that they may have been locked inside here. Were the iron wedges on the inside or outside of the door? Probably. I wouldn't want to stay in here. On the outside. They were locked inside. Who locked them in, then? And for what purpose? What, did they think that they were patient zero? Do you think? Whatever they were, it did nothing to save their town. In a church, too. This is a rastal's church. Isn't he the god of family and community? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Evidently. Nothing good's here, I'll say that much. What now? There's a few more places you could check out. There's the spring... There's the graveyard. Uh, there's more homes. Uh, there's the mayor's office. And there's a general store. Hear me out. We might be able to get some information at the mayor's house. They would have had record of this, maybe. Even if it was secret. Then let's try and go there. Ooh, do you think it was a political cover-up? I'll be honest, probably. It very It would well be a good be. reason as to why some of the towns haven't said anything because if this really went down for more than a few weeks they would have probably gone to many 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 towns many small towns around the northern Ustilov. True. it would be a reason as to why no one's answered who would answer to a, a community that pissed off the god of community fair enough well would you like to go make your way down to the mayor's home sure sure well you make your way down a small but stately manner looks over the village from uh, the slope of another small hill. It's the only two-story building in the community, and its outer walls on the first floor are made from stone, while the second floor is constructed from lumber and plaster, crowned by a slate roof. The opulence, however, is marred by a barricade around the front door, while the gaping hole of scorched stone and wood in the building's back corner indicates a recent fire. With its shuttered windows and barricaded door, the manor looks as though it was ready to withstand the siege. But despite these preparations, it didn't hold. Well, I'll be honest, from the rest of this town, had a feeling that nothing would be... Well, no person, really, would be here other than the undead. But I'm here for information. Information is good. Information is good. We can figure out what caused this. Let's go inside. Please stay ready to fight. Okay. You make your way in. Yes. You take some time. Investigate the whole building. The entry hall has a relatively intact barricade, but it appears that the attackers simply climbed over it. The doors to the building have been broken down, and 
The entrance to the Grand Hall is covered in blood. Clearly several people died in here. A few discarded short sword and steel shields lie next to the mess. That wasn't present in the other place. Did the town guard protect this place? Were they drawn here instead of dying with the others? Did the mayor make them do that? Barefoot human footprints go up and down the stairs. There's other things in here. The library. Dark now. There's a coppery tang in the air. Bloodstains hit the floor everywhere. And then you find something. Hmm. A note. Well, half of a note. In a hand that you recognize. It's the other half of that letter that the crow brought you. You want to read it? Yes. Absolutely. Coming from the I fear I'm next, it continues. My husband is trying to contain the situation, but I fear it will be too late. By the time that you get this, we will all already be dead. Do not come for me or for this town. No matter what, do not enter this town. I can only pray that you leave it to rot and that we shall all be forgotten. Whoops. It's not too late to leave. (laughs) I can't just leave. If you die, you're not going to be able to save anyone else ever in your life again. Yeah, but I won't. But if you do... I just won't lie. Technically, we're not saving anyone else's life. Everyone here is dead. We don't know that. (laughs) You're making a pretty good guess. (laughs) I want to make sure. I I don't want to leave somebody alone because they think that maybe there's help and then there is help that just gives up on them. We can stay and find them, but I'm betting that whoever's left here is not hoping for any help. But I want to at least check the houses. Alright. You do find one more thing as you're pushing through. Evidently, the crow belonged to the mayor's wife, but you do find a birdcage with a nameplate on it. <gasps> what is it? His name. Cole. Cole? <laughs> I get it because he looks like... he's. He- He's got, he looks like Cole. Ah, yeah. That's cute. Cole? Um. I think Arthur is like, pets him just a little bit. I'm, I'm sorry. He looks very distressed. I'm sorry, you have to go through all of this. He's not happy to be back hey, here. Hey, hey. You have us here. We're gonna keep you safe. Yeah, well, I, I will say, this place is empty. And it looks like... There's no, like, weird shady letters or anything. It's all very standard. But it looks like it all, like, all the bureaucratic stuff came to, like, an abrupt halt. Even the stuff beforehand? No. Like, you can tell that, like, stuff was fine and then it wasn't. Hmm. Alright. So then maybe the pissing off of a god happened after everything happened. It was probably just pure anarchy afterwards. Do you guys want to try investigate the town itself? Just go from house to house looking? Yeah. Yeah. As you kind of move through the town, you see some sights which are a little distressing, honestly. A small cart has been tipped over, spilling chests and barrels into the street. A fireplace or a campfire was overstocked with wood, causing the fire to leap its bounds and scorch the surrounding walls and grass. It went out days ago, but as you look through the ashes, you find a crumbling pile of bones. Behind one of the open doors, a smashed barricade has been broken in. Behind another door, you find an obvious crossbow trap. Placed on the stairs leading into a building. Like, you open the door, it pulls the bolt, and it kills whatever opens it. The crossbow's already been fired, and there's no body to say that it worked. I think probably the most disheartening thing is, uh, Angela, at one point, you find something in a puddle of rainwater. Half of a cotton dolly. Her single button eye hangs loose, and the other is missing. Okay. It was clearly ripped through blunt force. 
but in one of the houses you find something else or rather you hear something else the sound of something being dropped on the other side of the door those are signs of life unlife all right voltaire i'm just saying zombies move so pessimistic suddenly (laughs) what do you guys do you definitely heard something on the other side of that door angelo's like "I i want to check If they're undead, then I can put them to rest, and that's a win. And if they're alive, then we can help them, and that's a win. Be my guest, go. Alright. I'll be here with my disrupt undead. Thank you. He knocks on the door, and he's like, Hello? I'm going to open the door. If you're alive, then be aware of that. And he's going to try and open the door. Okay. Roll initiative. 25. 12. 22. Okay. So, Angelo, you go first. And as you open the door, suddenly you are being rushed. And a man is charging at you. Uh, He's big. He's buff. He's probably in his 40s. Red hair and wild eyes. And he's got a pitchfork in his hand. And he's charging at you. He goes, And he's going to stab you in the gut. You have three actions. What do you do? Angelo, like, immediately pulls the sword in front of him, and he's like, I, 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 I'm here to help. I'm, I'm a paladin of my own day. Please. So, Angelo, are you making a diplomacy check against this fucking guy who's trying to murder you? Yes, he is, in fact, doing that. 18. Okay. So, what happens, Angelo, is as you raise this shield, and this guy, like, charges up and clashes his pitchfork against your shield, and he says, Get out of here! And um, as he's sh- saying that, he, you hear a voice from behind saying, No, Justin, no, he, he is, he is. Look at him, he's wearing the symbol on his chest. <sighs> and the man <clears throat> stumbles back a little bit, still clutching that pitchfork in his hand. And he stares uh, again with wild eyes. And he points at you with the pitchfork. And he says, Prove you're not one of them. Uh, Prove that you're not uh, one of them. How? I, I, I'm Magic. I can talk. I, I, I could cast Leon hands on myself. I, I got injured earlier. You see in the back, Angelo, now you're like, you're kind of like adjusting now. By the way, I think by now, the encounter's ended, but it has the possibility of blowing up in everyone's face if you're not careful. Archers and Voltaire, you guys can approach. You can see this man who is quite clearly on the edge of killing Angelo, or at least trying to. But you can see in the back, there's some other people. And uh, one of these other people says... Wait, if he, yeah, if he can cast his own hands, that would kill him if he were a zombie, right? And a halfling lady in the back says, it doesn't matter if he's a carrier, then he, it doesn't matter. He, he might not be a zombie yet, but he might be when the more the Wait, big comes up. carrier? Off. What? I, I, I've not been bitten by any zombies. He points at you. Have you drunk any of the water? We haven't even been close to the spring. Vulture's like, we've been here like an hour. The man grunts and he's like still holding that pitchfork. He says, oh, fuck off out of here. Get up. We don't need more people here. The more people are around, the more dangerous it's going to be. Fuck off and die on your own. If you'd like to stay here and die, then fine. But we're offering you our help. Come on, man. We won't need no help. The more people that are around, the more likely they're going to smell us the moment the sun sets. So I say again, fuck off on your own. How long have you been here? Don't you want to leave the town? As this man is like ranting and raging, one of the people in the back steps forward. And she is an elven woman. Uh, And you can see she is so very, very tired. The things she's seen in the last few days have clearly affected her. But she puts a hand on this man's shoulder and says, Justin, I know, but I really do think we could use all the help we can get. 
And this Jestin man kind of steps back. And uh, the woman steps towards us. All of you, come inside, quickly. Okay. As the last of you comes in, the elven woman closes the door behind you all. And you can get a good look at all the people in here. There is that man. Uh, evidently, his name is Jestin. Uh, about six and a half feet tall, big red beard and a stony face. The elven woman, uh, who has some scars on her face and very tired eyes, white hair, long pointy ears. A young man who is actually wearing a very prominent symbol of a rascal around his neck. And a halfling lady with big ears, fuzzy feet, a lazy eye, and an absolutely terrified look on her face. She's like backed into the corner as you all enter. And the woman says, What are you all doing here? You're not from Fiona's fate. N- no. The mayor's wife's crow came to us. This place was on the way to our destination. We were on the way to the Feywood for our adventures, and we saw half of a note, and we got worried. And I wanted to check on this town. The man, Justin, kind of snorts as he walks away and warily sits down on a couch. He says, you'll not get to the Fangwoods. By coming here, you're dead. Oh, that's... Um, the elven woman steps forward, though, and she says, What are your names? Angela Lorimer. Arceus Vildeon. Ah, you can call me Voltaire. She offers a hand and says, My name's Adnos Rose Whisper. I'm a hunter. Um, these are some of the other people. It's Syl Hamberley, and uh, the young man with the rascal symbol raises a hand and says, Hello, Justin Krent. Justin, he's not looking at you, he's sharpening his pickaxe, or his uh, pitchfork. And Lacerra Timbledown, and the halfling in the corner, shakes her head and says, Don't come anywhere near me. Okay. And Abnos turns to you and says, We are the last survivors of the Ornus fate. There's nobody else alive here? How do you know that for sure? Because we saw them die. Ah, that's one way. Uh, Krent, sharpening his pitchfork at the other, uh, says, A few days ago, well, no, a few weeks back, someone got sick. We didn't know what to do with him. We kept him in the local tavern, isolated from everyone. But then more people started getting sick. By the time we realized it was something in the water, it was too late. People that had too much started to turn, and that's when they started coming in the night. They'd break down your doors, pull you out of your home, and drag you into the darkness, never to see you again. Sill, the young man, kind of scratches his chin and says, Um, after a while, the mayor abandoned us, took all the guards and tried to keep himself safe in his office. And, um, well, when they broke down the door, it was only us left. We, we stayed, all, all the townsfolk in the tavern. It was the biggest building, we thought it'd be the safest, and, um, it wasn't. They broke through it anyway. We saw. What happened at the church? <laughs> I don't know. It burned down. None of us did that, though. I'll say that much. Arceus gives him a look, but she doesn't press. Do you want to make a perception check? Yes. Hmm. Okay, Arceus, you can tell something, which is both good news and terrible news. Mm-hmm. He's telling the truth. The townsfolk did not burn down the church. Can you tell why that's terrible news? The townsfolk didn't. Somebody else did. Well, yeah. But here's the thing, Arceus, how the fuck would zombies do that? 
if they don't have any minds. Regardless, Adonos kind of shakes her head and says, they drag everyone they find back to their lairs. Probably to eat them. You can't be outside at night. They'll find and they'll kill you. That's what the sinkhole is. Something about this doesn't add up, though. You said that the townsfolk didn't burn down the church. How can zombies do that without minds? And if they were actually mindless, wouldn't they just kill you on the spot? Because they're all zombies want to do is eat. They're always hungry. Why would they drag you somewhere and wait? I think Justin stands up and he walks up to you and he kind of like towers over you. Says, Are you calling me a fucking liar? I'm saying something doesn't add up. Well, I'll tell you. I saw everyone I know get dragged into those holes by the zombies. I think that what Arceus is saying is that she is worried that there is a third party that is making the zombies do something, not that you are wrong. I think they all glance at each other and there's quiet for a moment. You know, you can't really control something that doesn't have a mind, but it could be hive mind. Were there any suspicious people around? Were there any suspicious actions going on before this happened? anything at all, even if it's just, like, a traveler that was here for a little bit. Also, Voltaire, you know that there are spells that can command people and zombies. Control undead? Oh, you're right. You got me there. They all kind of glance at each other, and uh, they shake their heads, and Sil says, actually, you're all the first people to come through this town in a long time. I mean, the people here aren't bad folk. I trust that. The halfling in the corner who's been quiet until this point, she's, like, shaking her head and says, there's no point. There's no point. We're all going to be dead tonight anyway. Why don't we leave? We can't. We can't leave. How do you expect to leave? We can't. We can't leave. How do you expect to leave? The valley is so steep, and it's been raining for days. You can walk down, but you can't walk back up. I, a sinking feeling enters all of you. Oh. Fuck. That's right. Voltaire nearly broke his fucking neck going down the hill. It's going to be literally impossible to go back up. In fact, by the time that you've even... Even if you managed to climb that hill, you'd be doing it so slowly that night would fall. And at that point, you're dead. Then we'll just help you hold out. <laughs> she's, she's just kind of shaking. <laughs> Shit. It's just... just we're, I don't know what we did. I don't know what we did to invite this upon us. I, you can hear them sometimes. There are places where you can hear the ground weep and cry, begging for debt. This place is haunted now, and the land cries out with the voices of the taken. You said it came from the water, right? Justin, kind of like, he's looking at the window. I investigated a few days ago. We found one of the zombies. It was shoved into the water and staked down so it wouldn't float away. It was poisoning the water supply. The plague it was carrying was going with it. Oh, dear. So someone put it there. Intentionally. I don't reckon zombies do that on their own, though, do they? They sure don't. Okay, I'm going to need a timeline of this. Uh, Adonis puts up a hand. Adonis puts a hand up and says, First, we find someone who gets sick. Then more people get sick. Then the dead start coming in the middle of the night and pulling people away. The church of Orestal burns down. The... Ta- the... 
mayor goes into hiding only to be killed. We find the body in the water and then we all hole up in the tavern only for all of us to be dragged underground except us four. I find it very suspicious that the church was burned down where clerics and champions would be who can very specifically kill the undead. Also, when we went to investigate, there were iron picks on the outside of the door and the smell of accelerant. Mm-hmm. And three bodies inside. I think when you say that, Sill's face drops and goes, who you found him? I'm so sorry. Who were they, exactly? My family. I'm so sorry. I figured as much. Um, the gods rest their souls. And I think Jessen stands up and says, well, now that we've all had a bloody nice talk, let's face the facts. When night time comes, we're fucking screwed. So what are we gonna do? I can set up traps around the perimeter to at least slow down the brunt, but then comes the back. You're saying we're gonna try to survive the night? I'm telling you, our supplies are getting low. Yes, I am saying that. This is a town that is based off of community. That's what Arastal is, community and family. And you're giving up on everyone already? You're giving up on yourselves already? You haven't seen the fucking shit I've seen these last few days. I've seen people's heads be ripped off of their bodies while they're still fucking alive. And while he's saying that, I don't know, steps in between the bodies. He says, all right, I agree with Miss Vildaya. We want to survive this. We don't want everyone else's deaths to have been in vain. And if there is a third party, don't you want to know who it is and get a little revenge for the townspeople? I think Justin laughs a little bit at it. Oh, bloody hell, do I? Then do it for them. The halfling in the corner is still shaking a little bit. Says, no point in any of this. No point in any of this. And Sil, he steps forward and says, listen, um, if we want to do that, we're going to need to start making barricades in soon, okay? They come in waves at night. There's a lot of them. Then get started. I'll be outside. And Arsus leaves. So where are you going to hold out? There's the uh, homes, like the one you're in. There's the Pick and Pint, the Spring Manor, that general store you haven't been to yet. Hell, even in the open, if you're idiots. Definitely not the Pick and Pint. <laughs> Definitely not the open. Yeah, just a feel. The way that this is, is that each place can have several barriers. With each wave, these barriers will be destroyed. And the less barriers you have when a wave starts, the more dangerous the encounter is going to be. So... You're going to need to, like, you know, block up windows, block up doors, etc., etc. But you're going to need to choose a place to hole up first. Where are you going to do that? I think a store is always a great place for a zombie fight. Personally, I agree. They have supplies there, so... Yeah, exactly. Even if it's empty, then there's still, like, a storage area, which is definitely... Useful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good for holding up, just in case all the other barriers uh, die. Okay, so you want to go to uh, the general store? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Over there, I had a question... Or Justin specifically. But before that, though, what did the sticks look like in the doors of the They're like steel sticks, you know, for like camping. Probably as they're walking towards the general store, Voltaire with his little parasol trots up to Justin as they walk. And and he's like, so you found the body in the water, right? What did the stake look like in the ground? I was holding it to it. Uh, It was metal. Steel, would you say? Yeah, uh, probably. Cool. Just as I thought. Yeah, he gives you a weird look as you say that, but he just keeps going. Eventually, you get to the general store. Warland's Yard. Painted on the side of this stone building near the village center is a pile of timber behind a crossed mining pick and a shovel. The front door proclaims this to be Warland's Yard, purveyor of general goods and supplies. The place looks turly looted. What do you guys do? <sighs> okay. 
Have you guys been here since everything happened? I think Syl kind of just nods slowly and says, A lot of the barricade stuff is from here. Well, I think we should get to work. We should barricade and... Arceris, you can make traps, right? Not an explosive. None of them undead killers. Traps would be undead killers because if you use your undead killing bombs. Yeah. I can see if I could, I'll try to make some more, but I'll put a good amount of them at the entrance and at any other peripheral areas. Okay. So just taking a look at the place, there's not a lot left, right? No, it's, it's empty, mostly. There's like some stuff, like some rope, uh, box of nails, hammers. Cool. Voltaire kind of puts a hand on one of the shelves. Speaks more directly to like Angelo, Syl, and Justin. Honestly, everyone actually, except for... No? Yeah, everyone. Uh, and he's like, well, I'm not strong enough to pull anything apart, so we're gonna have to make barricades out of these, most likely. Alright. Okay. So, are you going to basically just barricade up this place? You know, put up stuff by the doors? How do you reinforce this place? Because I think we can, like, time-lapse this. What do you do to help clean this place up? I think blocking any entrances and exits and any windows... I, I think Voltaire would have gone through the entire building to see any, like, open places. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You take a look around. There's a few windows, a few doors. Obviously, those are going to be the places that the dead try to enter through. By the end of it, you can tell that you can probably put about nine barriers in this place. So it's a little better than most homes. Uh, probably not as easy as to pick and pint because that is the largest building, but you ha that's how many things you can, like, put around. So all the doors and windows of this place are intact, but none are fortified. So there's three stages that barriers can have, okay? Yeah. Fortified. This one is as thick as it gets, okay? You really push it up. Existing. It's there. You have a barrier of that kind there. Existing. And not existing. Fuck. There is a hole in your defenses. <laughs> so I want all of you to make me a crafting check, and this will be how much you're able to, like, repair the place up over the next few hours. Angelo, I think you're kind of distracted as you're doing this. You're mostly checking on the others. Uh, but Arshris and Voltaire, the two of you do a pretty good job of helping, like, Justin and Syl block off these places. So, right now, the way it is, is you have nine intact barriers, and two of those barriers are reinforced. Where do you reinforce? I'll leave that to both of you. Definitely front door. Front door, and I'd probably say maybe back door as well. What kind of stuff are you using to, like, block up these doors? Wood. Shelving, probably. Oh yeah, the shelves. I think, like, you, you kind of, like, put a dartboard here and there, like, nailing that down. Whatever, right? Whatever to keep it closed, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think between these two windows, Arceus has at least one trap. Okay, uh, so are you going to use one of your feats here? Yes, she is. What's the feat? Demolition charge. Okay, and how does that work? You can rig your bombs to inanimate objects in order to cause destruction to the surrounding area. As an activity that takes one minute, you attach between one and four bombs to an inanimate object within your reach, such as a chest, door, wall, or column. This creates a hazard in one square occupied by or adjacent to the inanimate object, and the hazard's stealth DC to detect it and a thievery DC to disable it that are equal to your class DC. The hazard has the following action, which you can also trigger as a single action so long as you are within 30 feet of the hazard. The hazard retains its potency until it's triggered, until the inanimate object moves from its place, or until you make the next daily preparations, whichever comes first. Okay, so basically, you make a fucking bomb trap that will go off when someone, like, steps on that area. So what bombs are you using? How many out of, like, it could be anywhere between one and four, and where are you putting it? 
Arceris is only going to put one between these doors because they're, or one between these windows because they're literally right, right next to each other. Okay. And it's going to be a, all right, it's going to be a ghost charge. Okay, so some, these are like treated alchemical salts that like dissolve the undead, right? Yes. Okay. So you've got that there. It's under the floorboards. I think I will say, what I'll say is uh, you have enough hours that you're able to eventually reinforce every single wall in this place. So you start off with all of them reinforced for free. So you have nine reinforced barriers. Not bad. Pretty good, even. Not bad. That's what yeah. it stays that way. <laughs> we'll see. Eventually, nighttime falls, and everyone's kind of, like, gathered in the middle of this room. Jestin is sharpening pitchfork. Syl is saying a few prayers. Lacera's in a corner, shaking and trembling and holding herself. And Adonos is kind of pacing. What are all of you doing? Arceris looks at the fucking... <laughs> She's looking at the halfling and, like, kind of thinking to herself, like, that's the worst corner to be in. <laughs> Do you say anything or just leave her? I think she doesn't really approach. She kind of just stands a good few feet away and say, hey, um, I don't think that area is going to be the greatest to stay in. You might want to go on that opposite corner. And she points towards the back of the counter. To the other side, like where the, the store, the merchants would usually be? Yeah. If you think about it, that's going to be a few doors plus things that, that they would have to clamber over to get to you. It would take a long time. You had time to react. Sarah looks at you with big eyes and, says, <laughs> and she kind of scampers to be hiding over there. And then Arceris, I think, kind of sits on the counter and goes, don't worry, I got you. Angelo, Voltaire, what are you guys doing? Question for you. I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. It's still cute. <laughs> yeah, he is a little cute. He's got like, he's, he's kind of twinky, you know? He's, he's got <laughs> uh -huh. that rural gay look to him. He is praying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's praying and Voltaire's like leaning on the shelf next to him. And he's like, that's cool. You're praying. Um, what are you doing after this? Um, probably burying my family who died in the fire accident. That's a bummer. Why do you ask? Just wondering if you ever thought about leaving this town. Oh, I mean, obviously you have to now, but... <laughs> what with the, you know, zombies and everything, killing everyone. It's against my god's code to leave my town while it's in a time of trouble. So you're going to stay here? Until I'm sure everyone can get out of here safely. Okay, then after everyone leaves safely, what are you doing? Well, there won't be a town here anymore, so I suppose I'll leave. Cool. Kind of a homebody. Yeah, that's pretty common for for people who are astral. That's something you, you know. That's fair, yeah. <laughs> you can tell, though, Voltaire. This man is, even though he is, like, trying to be positive, you can tell he's scared out of his mind. And he's kind of, like, kicking the floor and he's like, Huh? Um, keep praying if you want. But I, look, I'm, me and my two friends are kind of strong. We'll try and make sure that you guys get out of here, all right? You think you can protect us? If I don't knock myself out first, then yeah. Thank you. It's really reassuring. Now, Voltaire. Yeah. If he fucking dies, that's on you now. <laughs> I'll hold it on my conscience forever if he does. Angelo, how are you doing? I mean, I think Angelo's okay. I, I think he's just really worried about everyone right now. I'm not sure who he's talking to because I, I think he's worried that he pissed off Justin. Uh, Justin seems to have calmed down. I think, I think you can tell all of these people are scared in their own way. And Jessen's fear is, I will react with anger. Mm-hmm. I, I think Angelo goes to check on him. Okay. You come down to him, and he's sharpening his pitchfork more. He's kind of looking... He's just looking through a crack in the... Um, in the boarding on the windows, and he looks at you and says, Hello. Uh, hi. I'm sorry if I had upset you earlier or anything. No, you didn't. It's, I'm on edge. 
I completely understand that. I had a son before all this, you know, before the, everything happened. Harlow. He wanted to be an adventurer just like you. He, um, he's dead now. None to do with the, all of this. He, he took his own life a few weeks back. Oh my god, I am so sorry. To be going from that to this. You can understand why my attitude hasn't been the most pleasant. No, I understand. I lost my family too when I was very young. You know, you almost look like him. Same boyish smile. <laughs> he says that and there's like genuine sadness in his voice. I'm gonna do everything that I can to keep these people safe. I made an oath to my goddess that I would protect people and I don't intend to skimp out on that. What does it matter if none of us are getting out of here alive anyway? All of the people that we cared about are gone. That's not true. He looks up at you, like, almost confused. You have them. Sometimes. You find new people when things are hard, and you get through it together. And then you'll have them. Family doesn't need to be bled. And he sort of looks at Arceris and Voltaire. Harlow looks at Syl, Adenos, and Lacera, and he has sizes. <laughs> Maybe so. And then he freezes up. He's looking through the gap in the window. They're coming to get you, Angelo. There's a man in the rain outside. He's just standing there. Kind of looking out at all of you. And he starts to kind of jolt, moving towards you all. And as you look through the rain at this man, you can see that it's not just one. It's not just two either, it's... Steadily, more and more of them join in turning the same slow shambling direction. Soon, hordes of the dead come swarming out of the darkness, advancing from all directions. Everyone, I want you all to roll initiative. Well, uh, I want to see how... I think Voltaire's kind of, kind of... Would it take an extra action to shimmy over, like, a, a uh, No, we'll just kind of, it's difficult terrain. Okay. And he's going to go behind Angela. Okay. And I think, honestly, he's going to go for the one at the top over here. Okay. So one of the ones that's just burst through the window is, like, climbing in now? Yeah. <laughs> go ahead and make me that fortitude save. That is going to be an 11, which is a failure, nearly a crit fail. That's going to be 14 damage. Uh, okay. And it is weak to positive damage. And Voltaire, as you run and you hold up a hand green holy light blasts out of your hand and this zombie as it's just coming out of the door is bathed in light and lifts it and it stumbles to the floor dead oh that's one of them only a million more to go <laughs> good thing that's a as cantrip as you're saying that another one is like climbing over its dead body and in through the window oh, and all the while stoop, thump, thump, wet meat against the doors and windows Adonis is pulling a bow. Syl is picking up just some pieces of wood. And Lacera is holding her hands over her ear saying, No, 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 no. 
next in the order is going to be Arceris. Arceris, it is your turn. There are currently two breaches in your defenses. To the very north and to the very west. One of them is very near your little bombs. It is, but does she want to use it now is the thing. Who knows? Up to you. At the moment, it looks like there's two crawling in from that window, and there's another one behind them. Between waves, will we be able to reinforce a little bit more, or is it just go, go, go? You'll have plenty of time. Cool. Then, um, I think she might use it now. Okay. The second one behind that window, will it, would it be, uh, affected, or? Yeah, it's a cotton, it'll be caught in the splash range. Okay. And how many bombs did you use in this trap? Just the one. Okay, so are you going to shoot it? What's, how are you triggering it? Or do you have it, like, rigged to explode, like, with a trigger in your hand? I think she has it rigged to explode with a trigger on the window. <laughs> okay, so as this thing is, like, pushing through the window, it, like, accidentally presses a fuse, and then there's, like, an eruption of light. And how does this work? Do you have to make a save? Does it just happen? Um... Oh, fire in the hole. It's a reaction. Yeah. The hazard explodes, dealing the bomb's damage and splash damage to everyone around it. Yep. Okay, so it will just take that damage. Cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, roll me damage, and the ones that are, like, behind it are going to take splash damage. That's nine damage. Okay, well, it'll take nine damage and an extra five weakness damage, so 14 damage total. As this thing explodes in the zombie's face, and it goes, and I think its jaw, like, gets knocked off. Oh, God. Right? Okay. And it... Its tongue lolls out from its empty maws. And it's still stumbling forward. The ones in the back are going to take two splash damage and five weakness damage. So seven damage total. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a reaction. You have three actions left. True. I think it might be time to break out the crossbow. Okay. The famous bomb crossbow, which slew so many bosses over the course of this campaign. Arceris, you hold up a modified crossbow, which you can use to put in bombs into the arrows itself, meaning you'll do energy damage when you shoot people. So you have the bomb crossbow out. I assume it's loaded, but you have to literally... The way this works is you put a bomb into this weird canister, and it'll infuse the arrows, and that'll last for a minute. Can I also just use regular arrows? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You can just shoot people as well. Yeah. This This is the cool upgrade you can do where you the arrows do bomb damage as well. I want to conserve the bombs for, like, the big ones, not for single-target jobbers. Yeah, 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 exactly. You have your crossbow out, or you have two actions. What do you do? She is going to shoot with one and then reload with the next. Okay. Are you shooting the one that's coming through the window to north, or on the far side of the room across Angelo and Volta? <laughs> I think she thinks Angelo got that one. Uh, she's going for the one in the window because it's already weakened. Okay, the one that you shot, that you bombed? Yes. Okay, make me an attack roll. That's an out. That one, is my a hero what point do do? because I know what happens when I use range weapons with a crit <laughs> fail. I understand what happens. I have yeah. three characters with guns. Yeah, you don't want to get this thing jammed up on your first try. Come on. You shoot him? 11. 11's going to be a hit. These things are not very strong. Roll damage. Damage is four. Okay, four damage. Uh, it's not dead yet, but Jesus, it looks nearly like. Bunk! This crossbow bolt buries itself into, like, the small between its neck and its shoulder, and weird ooze starts to drool out. And yet it still keeps marching on. And it's looking at you now, Arsus, with those dead eyes, and it goes... <sighs> you have one action left. What do you do? Reload. Also, would the Enfeebled One still work on this thing? Yes, it will. So it will be Enfeebled from that, uh... Because you use a ghost charge, right? Yes. Okay, so it is going to be Enfeebled. It's the zombie's turn now. 
you slain one of them, but four still crawling in. But from all sides, you still hear those thump, thump, from maybe six or seven other zombies. This zombie to the north climbs in through the window, crawling over the one that you slew, Voltaire, and it goes directly for Angelo. It lets out a... As it uh, tries to grab you, Angelo. Uh, and that is going to be a 21 to hit. Yeah, no, it doesn't hit. Okay. It tries to grab you, but Angelo, you raise your shield and block it off. And it lets it As it tries to grab you again. And that's going to be an 18 to hit. Angelo, you are fending this thing off. The other one is going to just stumble up to you, Voltaire. And it's going to spend one action moving and one action getting it. 24 to hit. Yeah, my AC is 17. Well, it grabs you and starts pulling you closer with five damage. Ow. But Voltaire screams like a bitch. This is the one I should remind you that has been fucked up by Arshtris' bombs. So it's missing its lower jaw. Its tongue is hanging out of its mouth. And it is like it's got a crossbow bolt in its chest. And now it's hugging you, trying to get close to bite you. Oh, get off me! Climbing through the window, spending one action, is another one of the shamblers who rocks in and goes directly for Adenos. And uh, it spends an action and it bites down into her and she goes, ah! as it pierces its fangs into her. Uh, now, rather than tracking their HP individually, I'm going to be giving them the injured tra- uh, tag. So when they get, like, when they are attacked, they just immediately get uh, injured, right? And if they hit injured tree, they're fucking dead. Okay. okay. One last one crawls in through the window and then it spends it, uh, the rest of its turn crawling up to you, Angelo. And uh, while you're fighting off against this other one, it tries to bite you from behind. Okay. And that is a nine to hit. That, I'm pretty sure, is in fact a crit fail. As you're fighting back, you turn and it comes to bite you. And I think you like block with your shield into its mouth and it goes out. Several of its teeth just fall out. So it's not going to be able to use its jaw attack again. I am so strong. Angelo, it's your turn. Great googly moogly. Um, as a reminder, Angelo, uh, you do have retributive strike. If anyone that you were like next to gets hit, you can make a reaction to punish them for hurting your friends. And because you have the shining oaks paladin thing, you're really good at killing undead. I really, really am. I think he's going to attack the zombie near Voltaire, the one that he already went for, that's already near death. Okay. 23. A 23 is going to be a fucking crit. 22 damage. That would have killed it at full HP. Angelo, you just swing and you, like, chop this thing in half lengthwise. And let's have a... Before it stumbles and it is dead on the floor. He nearly immediately... I I think it's even in, like, the same swing. He's Mm going to go for the one next to it. Okay. 11. That's a hit. Roll damage. Nice. 18. Uh, yep. Shit, you kill it as well, Angelo. You swing with a bisect and then you, like... You bring your sword flying, and, uh, yeah, you just cut it up as you're moving. And then I think instead of attack again, he's going to move between everybody else so that next turn he can still reach the other zombie if they're still there next turn. Yeah, the one who's fighting Adnos? Mm-hmm. Okay. Voltaire, it's your turn. Uh, everyone's screaming now. Uh, Adnos is screaming because she's being bitten. Sil is screaming because he's terrified. Um, Lacera is screaming because she's also fucking terrified. And Jessen is screaming because he's rushing someone with a pitchfork. 
you know, trying to push him back. You have three actions. Two of the zombies are dead next to you. There's another dead one in the window, but two of them are uh, still making their way into the room. I think he's going to cast Purifying Icicle. At okay. The one attacking Adinos. Okay. So tell me about Purifying Icicle. Well, uh, you evoke life essence into the form of water and freeze it, and then you launch it at a foe. Um, and it deals 2d6 piercing damage and 1d6 cult damage. Uh, if the target is undead, the icicle deals an additional 1d4 positive damage. You really said fuck you, undead. Yeah. Okay, I mean, go for it. Make me a spell oh, attack roll. They live in Ustalov. They do live in Ustalov. God damn! That's a 28. Jesus Christ, that's a crit! Uh, there's something about crits. On a critical success, the target takes double damage and uh, takes a minus 10 foot uh, circumstance penalty to do its speeds for one round. Okay. Well, roll me this damage. I don't know if this was at all necessary. He has 13 HP. I know, this is a bit fucking overkill. 15 damage! Times <laughs> 2? 30 damage. Fucking, Voltaire, how do you destroy this one that bit Adenos? <laughs> uh, I think he sees someone get hurt and he's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, and like, uh, with one hand, uh, he... I think the icicle juts out like from the palm of his hand and lands into the zombie and it crashes into like the shelves behind it. Ooh, do you like pin it to the wall? Yeah, he pins it to the wall. It lets it up, and it is like fucking stuck there for a second before the ice gun melts away and it just drops to the floor in a pile. I know you have no self-control, but this is ridiculous. Uh, you have one action left. What do you do? Adnos looks at you very gratefully as she's like, like holding her bitten arm. Oh, uh, pfft, one action. Yeah, Voltaire is going to run to the window and try to close it. Okay. As you're closing it, you can see that a lot of the zombies are moving on, trying out other houses. Mm-hmm. No object permanency be like. So true. Um, he closes it? Yeah, easily. You shut it, but you haven't had time to reinforce it yet, so, you know, if something yeah. happened to, ha- like, come back, you'd be fucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's your turn. There's only one zombie left. It's the zombie to the north that's uh, pushing in through the window. What do you do? I think she's gonna... Sh- I think she's gonna shoot it twice with, um... Two bolts. Okay. 25. A fucking critical hit. 24 damage. Fucking hell, you shoot its head clean off. All right. It dies immediately. Jesus Christ, Arceris. <laughs> Headshot. The zombie's like lurching forward and you just take careful aim and it goes in through one ear and out the other and lets it up before it stumbles to the floor dead. <laughs> And Jessen smashes into the wall where the zombie was seconds ago and slams the window shut. And for a moment, it looks like everything's okay. Just for a moment. It sounds like they've uh, the other zombies have gone and the wave has ended, you know? I think immediately Angelo turns to Adenos and says, Come here, I'll heal you. Okay. She, like, holds her hand out to you, Angelo. I think he says a little prayer and lays his hands over where she's injured and lays on hands. Okay. And her wounded is ended. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I'm going to pray so that I can do that again soon. Okay. Justin looks at you all and he says, all right, we all did well. Everyone's okay? No one's dead? Everyone's no one's fine. dead. It's only, that's only the start. It's going to get worse from here. We need to start okay. reinforcing those windows again. Oh, yes, no time to dawdle. Uh, let's board up the windows again, I guess. Okay. 
Voltaire, do you want to make me another crafting check? This will take yes. you about an hour to do. Okay. Each crafting check takes one hour and reinforces one tang. Fuck. So from midnight to 1 a.m. Mm. Voltaire, what do you roll? A nine. That's not going to do it. Stuff just is not clicking into place the way it was earlier. It's, it's too broken. Since it only takes ten minutes to pray, could Angelo help? Yes, but you'll have a uh, you'll have a slight. Uh, it'll be a slightly higher DC because you're kind of splitting your attention between multiple tanks. Uh, our source is going to help then. Okay. Wow. Damn. Fourteen. That'll actually do it. <laughs> Where are you reinforcing? Right now, the north window and the west window are both broken. The front door and the lower west window are not reinforced, but everywhere else is fine. I think probably the window first. The, the window by Voltaire. Okay. That is now repaired, but not reinforced. Mm -hmm. Angelo, what are you doing? Then I think after he finishes praying, he'll try and help. I, I think he'll try and help to try and reinforce the things. Okay. The window to the north needs repairing, and the window to the uh, south needs reinforcing. Um, I think that repairing is good. Yeah, because otherwise, you know, there's not. You don't want to have an open hole into the room, right? Mm hmm. 15. That passes! You're able to fix up that window. Mm hmm. Okay. Midnight to 1 a.m. What are you guys doing? I think that continuing to reinforce everything is a good idea. Okay. Does everyone want to make another crafting check? Yeah. Nine. <laughs> no joy, Angelo. Angelo gives up. He's like. I'm going to go pray now. Eight. No joy, Voltaire. Arceris? 22. Okay, Arceris, that does it. Uh, are you reinforcing the front door or are you reinforcing the broken window? Broken window. Okay. 1 a.m. to 2 a.m. So far, so good. They haven't come back. You've seen a few stragglers, but there haven't been any waves. Do you guys want to make one last crafting check? Arceris sure. is going to put some more traps in, I think, though. Okay, you can do that at the same time, but you'll have a minus two to your check. Okay. Fifteen! That works. Twenty-two, again. Yes! That works. Angelo falls on his face. Well, <laughs> I think, Angelo, I know what will happen. You did roll on that one. But uh, Voltaire and Arceris, the two of you are able to reinforce everything back to full stature. You're back to the... Everything is fixed! Nice. And Angelo, you're helping as well. But I think, unfortunately, the way that that one will manifest is you are right by the window when a hand smashes true. <gasps> Everyone, roll initiative again, because before anything else, Scylla... Oh god, they're here again! Fiorina's fate grows silent as even darker storm clouds roll in, dimming what little moonlight managed to pierce through the dense cover. When the fate light returns, the zombies surge forward, led by towering bloated monstrosities. As one of these bloated monstrosities, Angelo, that has reached through the wall and smashed into you. More banging against the walls and the barriers as they're trying to break in. But I will say that, um, unfortunately, one barrier is going to be destroyed and three of them are going to just become intact. So they're no longer going to be fully prepared to uh, keep people out. And Angelo, I'm going to say that the one that is uh, destroyed is the one you're next to. Okay. Um, and unfortunately, the creature that is holding, like, trying to grab at you is fucking immense. Like, you can see its hand smashing through the wall, everyone, and it is like, the, like, it resembles... Imagine the foot of an elephant, except it has fingers. Not a fan of that. No, it's really fucking awful is what it is. Uh, so everyone, uh, I want you all to roll 
initiative. Okay. 23. 24. 25. Okay. So, Angelo, top of order is you. Jesus Christ, a hand is pushed through the wall where you were, like, standing a second ago, and is trying to grab at you. So it's out there, and I can I attack it from yeah, here? Yeah, it's like uh, you can see pushing through this, like it's prying open the barrier, and you see a zombie that stands twice as tall as any man. It seems to be maybe eight, nine feet tall. Um, its cheekbones have uh, its cheeks have rotted away to show you its full teeth. Its eyes are little like little pinpricks, and its skin seems to be of different tones. And I think you realize, kind of horrified, that this is several men fused together oh god uh okay then i, I think he'll use weapon surge because he's, he's a big scary guy okay weapon surge this is a focus spell that you got from uh Iomade, right mm-hmm. okay angelo said, you please kill angelo you hold your weapon aloft and it glows with holy light uh and you are going to have a plus one to your attack roll and a uh extra damage dice if you hit it so instead okay. of doing 2d8 you'll do 3d8 Hooray! Okay. Um, then I'm gonna roll. Uh, that, that should be a 17. A 17 is a hit against this zombie brute that is, like, pulling itself through the fucking wall. Rain splattering on its dead meat. That's 20 damage plus 2, so that should be 22 damage. Okay, Angelo, you, uh, what do you, how does this look as, like, you are charging up this weapon surge, and, uh, because this thing's undead, it's actually going to trigger your weapon spirit from being a champion. Mm-hmm. You have a holy spirit in your sword, and it hates the undead, so it's going to do an extra 1d6 damage. Bring you up to 22 total. How does this look as you're slashing into this guy? Um, I think it. I think he slashes into its shoulder. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's like a glow from the sword, and I think it, like, burns. Mm-hmm. Uh, the zombie brute outside lets it out. <laughs> As you slash into it, it's still pushing through, trying to break open the wall itself to get in. Was that, uh, two actions? Mm-hmm. You've got one left. I think he's going to bring his shield up and hold it in front of him, trying to make sure that the guy can't push any further in. Okay. So, uh, Angelo, you raise a shield, and this means that your AC will be raised, and you get, you might be able to block incoming damage using shield block. Paladins? love to be walls. Voltaire, it's your turn. Jesus Christ. You can, like, just about glance uh, the, like, you can't see the whole thing like Angelo can, but you can hear it. It's fucking huge. Whatever is outside that door is not good news. Nope. Uh, and it's time to get a better look at it, uh, because he goes behind Angelo once again. Oh my god! Oh yeah, now you see it. You don't like that, do you? No, he doesn't fucking like it. Old ye faithful. Uh, disrupt undead. I need okay. a fortitude save from him. Okay. That's a 21. Yeah, he saves. Okay. So he will still take damage from this, and he is still weak to it. But, uh, Voltaire, as you, like, raise up your hand trying to protect, like, to protect your friend, you can see this Ting is not afraid of you. You don't think it's even capable of being afraid. No. So that's going to be 15 damage total to it as uh, Holy Light blasts into it, but it's still pushing through that door breaking the wall open. Oh, fuck. Voltaire, is that your turn? Yeah, he did move before he's casting that. Okay. Arceris, it's your turn. Shit, 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 shit. They're all coming through one door. I think uh, Arceris can kind of see um, the thing in the door just a little bit, and she goes, oh, fuck that. Um, 
she she's gonna infuse one of her alchemist fire into one of her bolts and shoot it through the door. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, you put an alchemist fire into your crossbow, and it kind of like uh, goes into this container and red hot liquid starts to charge through the veins of your bow and now all your attacks will do 1d6 extra fire damage all right so you have two actions left uh 14 14 is going to be a hit against this tank okay so then that is 18 damage in total okay arsters you shoot at this monstrosity that is like I know if any of you ever watched the old animated version of the Big Friendly Giant, but all my real ones out there who have seen it know exactly what the fuck this thing looks like as it's pushing through the door. You have one action left, Astros. What do you do? Reload. Okay. Astros, that's you. It is unfortunately the zombie brute's turn. Angelo, I'm so sorry. It swings a fist at you from where you are. That's fine. <gasps> because it really doesn't do anything, actually. Not fucking one. <laughs> Angelo, I'm going to let you make a reaction to swing at this thing. Uh, okay, thank you. Because I think what happens is it slams its fist out and you block with your shield. And because of the way that's positioned, then you're wide open slash at it again. 17. That's a hit. Roll damage. 17. Angelo, how the fuck do you do this? I think that it hits into the shield. Angelo, like, moves his shield so that the, the shield is kind of, like, it's flipped up. And he grabs, and I, I I think he grabs the zombie by the arm, and he pulls it towards him while he's shoving his sword out. You run this monstrosity true, and the bandit lets it before it stumbles backwards, and it is dead. Yeah. And that's only a brief moment of reprieve, Angelo. Because then you see the other shadows in the rain pushing forward. And I think they're all just going to try... Yeah, they all just climb <gasps> out past you all. Ooh, joy. And four extra zombies enter the room, pushing past you, Angelo, crawling through this broken window that's basically been torn off its hinges. Um, and they all look horrible. One of them is, like, covered in these weird pustules. Um, one of them is a woman with, like, black sockets for eyes, and, uh, she just smells incredibly bad. Like, it's actually, like, vomit-worthy how bad she smells. Uh, and two of them are just kind of, like, rumbling, and, uh, one of them's gonna go for Voltaire. Uh, with, like, this this middle-aged man with wild hair, let's say, as it goes for you, Voltaire. Oh, does it? Oh, I mean, it doesn't. doesn't. Really, in any case, it doesn't. Oh, does it? Well, it rolls in that one. I'm also okay. gonna add to that. Uh huh. Oh god. There's a trap under the under the shambler. Oh no! The one with the pustule stood on the trap. <gasps> Light is going to hit Angelo. Wait, no, it won't hurt Angelo because it's positive damage. Yeah, and he's a positive little boy. It will hurt Voltaire. It will hurt Voltaire. <laughs> it will hurt Voltaire. <laughs> The one that got on that one, I think it's just going to fall flat and it's prone. That's what we're going to say. Uh, as it's trying to bite you, uh, Voltaire, you jump out away and it is it just falls on its face and it's starting to crawl towards you with it. Kicking at its face. However, the pustule zombie that stood on the trap, it's going to take that damage now. Will you roll me that damage, Arceris? 
Um, I put two ghost charges there, right? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Fire in the hole! Damage one. Oh, it fucking dies. It fucking dies. It fucking dies. You did 23 plus 22. That's 55 plus 5. 60 damage to a creature with 20 HP. It explodes. And as it explodes, I'm so sorry it happened to be this one. It explodes in a shower of goop. Voltaire and Angelo, I need both of you to make me fortitude saves. Has a 22. Uh, that'll pass. 16. That'll pass. Uh, you're both going to take half of 1d6. Okay. That's one damage to each of you. So, Voltaire, you took three damage from the uh, Holy Light and the uh, Goop that splattered you. Angelo, you take one damage. Okay. The Shambler that has pushed through is walking into the middle of the room towards Sil, but that's as far as they can get as it's shuffling. Sil's yelping out in terror, and he's probably going to try run. Uh, the other zombie shambler that so far hasn't done anything is just going to try grab at you, Angelo. Uh, okay. And that is a 16 to hit. Nope. Okay, you blocked it off, no problem. Angelo, it's your turn. Uh, he's going to attack the guy just south of him. Mm-hmm. 22. That is going to be a hit, roll damage. 17 damage. Uh, yeah, that's enough to fucking slay him. Angelo, you stab into this guy and he lets it out. And as you pull your sword out, it falls to its knees and collapses. And then I think he's actually going to move. Okay. Uh, he's going to move uh, between Voltaire and the... Uh, and, like, between Voltaire, Sil, and the, the zombie shambler, like, so that he can... Uh, so he's in range of both of them. Mm-hmm. And then I think he's going to use his last action to attack. The one that's, that's next to Sil. Okay. Go, go, go. 23. That's a crit. 22 damage. Angelo, you fucking decapitate the body, and it keeps stumbling for a second, so you swing your sword back, and you cut her in half again. And she's dead as well. Uh, there's okay. only one zombie shambler alive, and it is the one that is prone that's trying to go for Voltaire's legs. Voltaire, it's your turn. Uh, well, after kicking it multiple times like a little bitch, um... Voltaire finally wises up a little bit, and he's just gonna disrupt undead again. Okay, go for it. Give me that uh, fortitude save. Uh, have eight. You rolled on that one. All right, that's gonna be like twenty damage. Oh, easy, Voltaire. How the fuck do you exercise this zombie? <laughs> uh, like the like the uh, the green like holy energy like comes out of his hand. And it's, it's like that one panel in Homestuck where all the trolls die because of, like, Lord English's mm. fucking thing. Yeah, this guy's fucking dusted, and all that's left is a fucking skeleton on the ground. You're gonna have to add Homestuck spoilers to the tags now. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's actually really funny. <laughs> Voltaire, he's down. Everyone, the wave's ended. Uh, I think there's maybe a few stragglers that are trying to pull in, but Adnos rushes up and slams that window closed and holds it. And there's some thumping and thumping. How many people in your town? Adnos looks at you with a tired face and says, Too many. Jesus. Sil, uh, Sil looks at you and says, I, How are we still alive? The, those monsters, they're bigger than anything we've seen so far. I trained in last wall, and... I dedicated my life to defeating the undead. I'm just a powerful sorcerer. You are a pretty powerful sorcerer. My dad has taught me as much as as much as possible as in fighting, and my grandfather taught me everything he knows in alchemy. 
Jessen kind of laughs and says, You're a hell of a shot as well, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Would you believe me if I said that I've picked this up at the start of our adventure? Uh, meanwhile, in the corner, Lacera still sh- holding herself is, It's not over yet. The, the divorce is yet to come. Oh god. This is it. Oh god. Uh, that's why I'm making more explosives. I mean, we're two Keep for three all of us so safe. far. I think that Angelo uh, walks up towards her, not just straight at her, but just towards her, so she, so he's at the counter. Is there anything that I can do to help you? There's no way we're getting out of this. There's no way we're getting out of this. We are, I promise. Uh, I think Justin puts a hand on your shoulder, Angelo, says, well, we're not if we don't start putting up those barriers. Come on. <laughs> okay, that's true. Hmm. That's we will die if we don't do that. Uh, so... Some of the barriers need to be reinforced. Some of the barriers need to be completely repaired. So, mm-hmm. um, the door to the south needs to be reinforced. Uh, the window to the we- uh, east needs to be reinforced. Uh, another window to the far, far west needs to be reinforced in the other side of the building. And uh, the one that's been broken needs to be completely repaired. Mm-hmm. So, 2 a.m. to 3 a.m. Who wants to make me a crafting uh, check? I'm going to make a crafting check, and I think Arceus is actually going to go for the, um, the window on the way west. Okay. Voltaire sits there and he looks pretty. Yeah, Voltaire, I think at this point... Like, I know you're, like, talking hot shit, but I think you're probably a little shaken up. Yeah. You've seen some gore tonight, you know. He doesn't love it. For sure. Alright, I rolled an 18. Uh, okay, well, Arshris, that's gonna... You easily reinforce that window that was almost broken true. But no worries, you've got another good barricade up against it. Um, okay, Angelo's gonna help. Angelo does not end up helping. Mm-hmm. That's not doing good at all. He rolls a four. The thing is, is that I don't think that I don't think that he's like scared because, like, I don't think that he's like scared of zombies. I, I think at this point he's not really like scared of zombies. I think he's just like really concerned. Uh, I, I think that he's just really like worried about like L- about Lucera because she seems to be like certain that they're gonna die tonight, and I think that he gets distracted because he keeps worrying about like her safety. 3am to 4am. It's storming outside at this point. Like, the winds are howling. Lightning flashes every once in a while in the distance. Absolutely wretched out there. Uh, 13. 13 to my helping check. I think you spend the hour trying to console Lacera because the 13 doesn't do it, but I think you're too distracted by her, and you just spend some time trying to, like, talk or, like, say, hey, you're okay. It's alright. And she's like, I can did you hear them? I can hear the voices of the dead begging for death. I, I can, but I thought things were helpless before, too, and then they were okay. It's... it'll be okay, I promise. Voltaire, while Angelo's doing all this, where you... There's, the the window is still, by the way, wide open. Oh yeah, he, he fucking closes it and rolled his, uh, he rolled a 21. Yeah, easy peasy. You're like, patch, like, I think you're just shoving, like, pieces of wood into the broken wall and being like, get, get in there, come on! <laughs> as much as his little twink arms can do. Uh, Asheris, what about you? Are you gonna help any of these? In the last hour, was she, like, making stuff? Yeah. Okay, then I think she'll help Voltaire reinforce. Okay, make me a crafting check. 26. Yes. Critical success. Asheris, you reinforce both windows that need to be reinforced. Meaning that, despite all odds, every single one of these encounters has started with you guys having reinforced everything. Pretty good. It's because we're awesome. And yet, it finally comes. 4 a.m. While the previous assaults came in small groups, the dead amassing now do so with a singular purpose. As you look out the windows, you see 
the day move together in a solid mass of rotting flesh, their moans and snarls making their approach obvious. But far off to the east, there is hope. The night is nearly over, and dawn is mere hours away. All you must do now is survive the night. Everyone, we're gonna roll initiative. Ten. Fourteen. Why? Wow! Angela's still in the middle <laughs> of trying to help Lucera. Unfortunately, everyone, the front doors smash open, and what you see pushing through the doors, pushing through everything, like the fucking walls are being smashed, the, like, barriers are being tested. You see a shambler troop, which is to say a swarm of undead creatures, which is to say 12 spaces of just unmitigated horror. The troop immediately rushes in, and uh, you hear uh, Jessen shout, Here they come, everyone! Hold on to your weapons! Let's not get taken down! Adonos takes a step back, raising up her bow. Sill prays loudly and almost desperately, and uh, Lacera clutches you, Angelo, and says, We're all going to die! We're all going to die! It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And these monsters, hundreds of them, push into the building. And I think they're going to just immediately spend their first action rushing up and overwhelming Sid, uh, Sil and Arceris. That is going to be a shambling onslaught. So Sil is immediately going to take uh, an injured. Arceris, you're going to need to make me a reflex save. Okay. 26. Uh, it's going to be a pass. Meaning you're going to take half of 2d6 plus 5 bludgeoning damage. That's 4 damage to you, Arceris. Okay. And you can see Sil is being pulled into this zombie crowd that are just kind of like swarming around on all angles. And he yells, Oh God, no, I don't want to die. Please. Actually, would that be in range then? Would that be yes, something that you are right next to it. So Angelo, you would be able to make a retributive strike. Then I'm going to make a retributive strike. 20? Uh, 20 is going to be a hit. 25 damage. Okay, 25 damage. Angelo, you are cleaving into these guys. There's like a lot of them and they are very, very, very strong. But uh, you are doing a pretty good job by the looks of it, but they're still going. You cleave a few of them down as they charge and they like overrun you all. But Jesus, there are so many. And Angelo, you hear something that just makes you horrified. Okay. A voice. And that's fucking horrible because Angelo, these things shouldn't be able to talk. Okay. What does it say? Bring them back to me. God. Andrew, zombies don't talk. You know this. So how are they speaking? How are you speaking? Arceris, it's your turn. You are being overrun. Holy shit, that's a lot of zombies. At least a hundred of our swarming true out into this fucking uh, tavern or into this store. Well, not for long. Oh, God. Uh, she is going to use her last alchemist fire, last one, to bomb the middle of the crowd. She has controlled bomber, so... Okay, so you're not going to hit any of your friends. You're just, like, from lobbing this thing. It's like, I don't care who it hits. Just hit someone. Literally, what she does is she basically breaks it and um, throws it on the floor. Ooh, okay, sure. Roll me that uh, attack roll. It's pretty much going to hit, like, everyone here. So this is a troop, so it does use troop stats, but yeah, this will work. 26 to hit the troop. Yep, that's a hit. Roll damage. That is 22 damage. 
Okay, yeah. Plus five weakness to area damage, meaning that that's going to be a total of 27 damage. Ooh. Um, and Arsuras, as this happens, uh, you can see that uh, several of them totally blown up. Um, in fact, that does rescue Syl from the crowd. He's able to pull out away as these things are slashing and biting at him. But then, like, as these things are blown to pieces, uh, he stumbles back and... Oh, oh, oh. Stay behind, stay behind. Arsuras, you're still being overrun. This is a true So The dagger... The whole dagger thing probably won't work again. I think she's going to quick alchemy another ghost charge. Okay. Uh, Arsuras, you dig into your uh, pocket and you pull out some salt. You cram it into a bottle. You shake it. You kind of spit in it. uh, And it starts to glow white. You have a bomb in your hand. And she's going to do literally the exact same thing, except throw it just all back. Yeah, she's going to do the exact same thing. Same area, just like throw it at her feet or throw it close to her feet, five feet away. Okay, well, Arsuras, I'm going to offer you something, one of your feats that you're able to do. Would you like to make that a chemical purification? Once per round, when you create a uh, alchemist fire or ghost charge using quick alchemy, you can make persistent damage applied to the uh, group. Oh, yeah, she's going to do that. Sweet. Uh, So, Arsuras, roll me that that attack roll. 28. Uh, That's a fucking crit. And crit damage is uh, 18. Okay, 18. And while they take this 18 damage, uh, even more of them are blown away. I mean that you're no longer overrun, which is lovely. Uh, but they're still swarming in through the door. And there's still, like, just so many of them. They're taking up much less space now, though. And you can see that you are actually winning the fight. They're also going to take persistent positive damage. Yes, they are. Which is going to be terrible for them on their turn. And uh, is that going to be your turn? Yes. Okay, Voltaire, it is your turn. Uh, Voltaire, from where you are, you can see that, like, the zombie hordes are just pushing through. And then you see something even worse. Uh-oh. It's not the zombies. What is it? It's Jester. Oh, no. He's looking with wide eyes into the space behind the zombies, bow into the open where hundreds of them are swarming, like seas of meat. And you all hear that voice again. Bring, Bring them back to, to me. And Justin looks around and says, That's my boy! That's my boy! Justin, Hello! Don't... Hello, I'm coming! Justin, that's not your boy! Hold on, hold on, hold on! And he is running out, I'm sorry. He runs out into the meat, and he is subsumed. Is there nothing that I could have... Like, could I try to grab him or something? Uh, you can sure fucking try as a reaction, but it's not going to be an easy DC. Uh, okay. Athletics? Sure, go for it. Damn it! I'm sorry, Angelo. You do try. You reach out and you try to grab him. But I think he elbows you and he just runs. I'm coming, Harlow! Don't worry, I'm coming! I think that fucked Voltaire up a little bit. But he he shakes his head and instead of attacking, he's gonna uh, summon Lesser Servitor with all three actions. So summon Lesser Servitor, how does that work? Where are you summoning? Uh, I'm going to be summoning a guard dog. Okay, a ghostly hound appears before you. It kind of, like, bays, and uh, it is ready to follow your commands. Okay, well, that took three actions, so, um... It has one action it could do on its turn. I'll have it get close to it, and that's my turn. Okay. Voltaire, you create a ghostly hound which rushes up into the middle of the ground, and it kind of waits, and it kind of sits there, you know, uh, waiting for the right opportunity to command. Whatever it is, Voltaire, you are you have summoned this dog to do. Angelo, it is your turn. Shit. Jessen's gone. You tried to save him, but he's gone. I, I think he's going to just focus on attacking the, the horde. 
Okay. I think he's going to move a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to use Sunblade. Okay, what's Sunblade? It is a focus spell, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I fire a ray of burning sunlight from my weapon. And it deals uh, it deals fire and good damage and positive damage. Okay. And this is a line, right? Yes. Okay, go for it. 26. 26 is going to be a hit. Roll damage. And this is an area attack. 11. Okay, 11 plus 10, because they're weak to both positive and uh, area damage. So that's going to be 21 damage to them. Are they weak to good damage as well? Or? No, they're not. Um, okay, sick. Angelo, your holy light erupts from your blade and pierces through several of these zombies as they're charging through at you all. They moan and they groan as they stumble around, but you are overwhelming them right back. I am. Adenos is like shooting into the crowd, picking off a few. Um, Syl is just going to back the fuck up and he's there with Lacera, both of them like panicking because they just saw one of the only survivors die. It is the Horde's turn. And they're going to use Shambling Onslaught with both of their uh, actions. Everyone needs to make me a reflex save. Uh, not you, Voltaire, but Angelo and Arthur, both of you need to make me reflex saves. As does Adenos, actually. Unfortunately, she's too close. 27. Oh, <laughs> Okay, Angelo, that's going to be a failure. Arthur, that is going to be a success. Can I use Retributive Strike? Yes, you can. And I want you to know it's a good thing you did, because... Have you not hailed Adenos earlier? She would have uh, died immediately from this. Uh-huh. But not only did you heal her earlier, you retributed striking now to protect her, so she's actually going to be all right. <laughs> okay, well, that's a 20. 20 that's to a hit. hit. Roll damage against these guys. Uh, 16? Yeah, okay, 16 damage. You can tell that they're doing pretty fucking shit. Uh, well, no. Uh, Angelo, you slashed back, and you are like pushing back against the waves of the dead, and you're actually like nearly pushing them out the door at this point. You're doing really well. If you get just enough time to slam those doors shut, you'll have survived. You just need to push them out back the door. So that reflex save. You failed, Arthur succeeded, and Adnos has survived it. That is going to be 16 damage to you, Angelo, and 8 damage to Arthurus. As they're just, like, in en masse, the zombies are biting, they're chewing, they're snarling, they're slapping. It's horrifying, but that is their turn. And Arthurus, it's your turn. They're almost gone. You almost got him. I think she's going to do another quick alchemy for some alchemist fire. Okay. Are you going to... Is this chemical purification? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Oh, speaking of which, they did take two extra... Make that uh, seven extra uh, damage from uh, the persistent damage that was on them before. All right. Nice. So, Aristus, you pull out a few uh, vials of strange liquid, mix them together in a glass bauble, shake, 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 and then throw. Go for it. Wow. Uh-oh. I raise my hero point. Do you have another hero point? No. Uh-oh. Well, Arceris, the good news is that you do splash damage to them, but the bomb goes off in your hand. A chemical backlash erupts through you, and you're going to take damage from that. However, these guys will also take damage from that, and they are weak to it, so they are going to take four damage anyway. How much damage do you do to yourself? 17. How are you looking? Not good. Okay, Arceris, that explodes in your hand, and you, like, yell in pain, but you're holding on. You're okay, right? You're good? Yeah... Gotta survive the night, gotta push him out the door. You've got one action left. What do you do? She's just gonna use her last bottle of sunlight. Okay, come on. Running out of everything you have. Come on. 17's a hit. Roll damage. 13. Okay, plus their weakness. Yeah, that's gonna be 23 damage total. They are still going, but not by much. 
You've, like, uh, blasted out the few that are at the front. You're very close to being able to shove the doors in their faces and hold them tight. But they're still coming, and that is your turn. Voltaire Lafayette. The zombies are coming from all sides. They're overwhelming Angelo and Arceris. They got jested. They're gonna get Syl and Lacera. What do you do? Voltaire has his ghostly guard dog uh, go into the middle of these, and he is going to cast Final Sacrifice. For fuck's sake! Ritz is the only person who... Well, I don't know if Kate can do it. But Ritz is, like, the person that I expected to do this eventually. <laughs> the dog runs into the middle... Of, like, this ghostly dog that you saw runs into the middle of the, of the crowd, and with a baleful woof, he fucking explodes! What does Final Sacrifice do? It fucking explodes is what it does. You you channel disruptive energies through a, the bond between you and a minion, uh, causing it to violently explode. Uh, the explosion deals 66 fire damage to creatures within 20 feet of it with a basic reflex save. Jesus Christ. All these Zambonis need to give me a fucking save. That's an 11. Fail. Fail? They're going to take 66 fire damage? Wait, how close? Oh, God. Ashris and Andrew, I need both of you to make me these reflex saves as well. It's in your best interest, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) Bark, bark. 24. Rollback fucking saved me. You're welcome. 29. You're both fine. Okay, so you're going to take half damage from this, and they'll take full damage, and this is an area effect. So, Arceris, you are going to take nine damage. Angelo, you're going to take nine damage. Both of you are looking terrible, but the fucking troop. As this bomb goes off in the middle of them, (laughs) made of dog, it's going to do 24 damage total, which kills all of them. The final shamblers that were in your face are exploded, and the dog goes woof as it's sent back to the ethereal realm. And as they fall in pieces around you, uh, you can see that there's more at the doors, but Angelo, you rush forward and you slam those doors shut. The banging continues for hours, but they don't push through again. Every once in a while, a hand will slam true. You'll cut it off, and you'll punch up the hole. Two hours of this torture pass, but none break true in such great numbers again. And then, the sun rises, and you're all able to take a second. I think that Angelo, uh, while that was going on, I think he heals everybody. Uh, especially Arceris. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys say to each other as Angelo's praying and lay on hands in you? You heard them speak, right? Yeah, I did. They're not supposed to be able to do that. Wait, they spoke? Yes. They were trying to tell us, or to tell me, to to bring the bodies back or something. To bring them oh. back. Sil steps forward and says, we did it. We, we, we survived. We made it out. We did. But then Lacera steps forward and says, no, we didn't. We, we lost Justin. I know. I'm so sorry. I tried to pull him back. Bring them back. That means bring them back to a place. Somewhere more than likely close by. He said he could hear his son. Most likely the hole next to the... Behind the tavern, where they dragged the bodies in before. Whoever's in charge of uh, these things is absolutely down there. It's where all of this started, so it's worth a shot. Uh, no, Sisworth, surely you don't actually intend on going down there, do you? If it stops this, then I will. You still have someone down there. Are you telling me you're giving up on him now? And if he is gone, then I'll do it for him. I think she just puts a hand on your shoulder and her eyes are like wet as she's looking at this. By the gods, you're the bravest people I've ever met. I couldn't imagine going back out there. And Syl says and says We'll say here, if you're not back by noon 
we're going to try to leave town. The rain looks like it's actually clearing up today. Who'd have thought? <laughs> as soon as it uh, does clear, probably don't wait till noon. Get out of here. You need as much time as literally possible to get out. Lucera, still hugging herself, says, It's suicide. You're committing suicide right now. You're not going to come out of the hole. You're not going to get out. You thought that we wouldn't survive through the night. I'll make it happen. Tell you what, you'll know we survived if I send Cole out. Yeah, Cole, who has been, like, probably in the corner with Lacerda this entire time, lets out a car. And Adno says, As soon as the rain clears up and it seems to be starting to dry, we're going to try to escape. Thank you for keeping them off us. Of course. Stay safe. You too. You'll need to be. We'll catch up. So, you guys make your way outside and, you know, you don't even need to go to the tavern. In the morning light, as the rain is slowly starting to stop, you see it. A sinkhole buried between two buildings. It wasn't here yesterday. Oh god, are you guys going to climb into it? Really don't want to. I think Angelo's looking down into the sinkhole and he goes, I really don't want to go down there. Me either, let's leave. No, we can't do that. Mm. Do you want me to keep my paladin powers? Be hot, yeah. We just made a big heroic speech to three people who we promised to bring <laughs> someone back that oh, we well, would they be alive. Oh, they're not going to see us leave. They're in a building. They're going to get out themselves. Oh it's my god, fun. there are windows. They're probably watching we us. Oh, who cares? Not... I've done embarrassing stuff before. I'll do it again. Oh my god. We are not giving up on them. Voltaire, we are setting an example fun. about... I love you. But you, Do but you, you gotta. Yes, you're my best friend. <laughs> if I must go down into the hole, only for my love. I will stay in the front. Deal. You guys, do you guys climb into the fucking hole? Yeah. I climb into the hole. This hole, it was made for me. It is so, so tight. Once the muddiness stops and our stone starts. It's like pushing yourselves through a crack in the earth. Oh, oh god. We're spelunking. What? I hate spelunking. That might have been the worst way to describe the hole. This is the most claustrophobic thing you've ever experienced. Scraping and pushing yourselves between shelves of stone. I think, I think Angela, while they're going down, is trying to joke and he goes, Today was a bad day to wear metal clothing. Well, that just means one thing. Time to take it off. Let's take it off. You you really want me to strip right now? Yes. No. Not while I'm in the center of you, please. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You can joke all you want, but genuinely, what if this is a dead end? What if you can't escape? You literally, at this point, you're not even able to turn your heads. That's how tight it is. I'm sick to my stomach. <laughs> There's a few times where your hands get stuck or you feel like you're going to have to wiggle. Ultimately, the holes do open up and it opens into a slightly larger tunnel. And Voltaire, as you step, you step on something squishy. Oh, I'm not looking down. Angelo does. Voltaire is standing on someone's bare stomach. I'm going to move it. Anywhere he steps... He will be standing on some of the countless sleeping zombies that make up the floor of this tunnel. Voltaire, I just ignore this. I just wouldn't think about it. I'm not going to think about it. It's gross. I just don't think about it. Just, just don't think about it. 
you push true. You push true. And you push true. And after what feels like hours of the most unpleasant spelunking you've ever done, you come into a cave. And, you know, somehow you thought maybe this would have been the worst part of it all. But no. It really isn't. Who's holding the torch? Um, I mean, I imagine Angelo is the one to hold the torch since he's usually the one in the front. Didn't he also in Karen Cron actually in Karen Cron actually have torches on him? I'm pretty sure he did. And you step into the next room. Angelo, as your torch light flickers, you can see it. It's a church. The symbol of a horrible, putrid fly is carved into the cave walls behind the altar that stands before you. The symbol of Ergotoa, goddess of undead, of life everlasting in the most profane of senses, the pallid princess who rebelled against Phrasma, goddess of death, the first ever undead creature. In the middle of the room, there's an altar. From either side, there are zombies, about four of them, who are still awake, stumbling a little bit as you enter. But around the sides of the walls, there's cages. Cages full of human beings. Living ones. Begging for death. And at that moment, you all remember something. What was it that uh, Lacera had said? Oh, that she could hear? Oh my god. I can hear them. They're haunting this place. I can hear them begging to be killed. She wasn't hearing ghosts. She was hearing the townsfolk caged beneath this town, being turned one by one into zombies. They weren't eating the people. They were dragging them back down here to be turned. And there's the priest, standing in front of you all. And I say this with a heavy heart. He's just a kid. Maybe 16 or 17 years old. Or at least he was before he died. Now his hair is white, his eyes are hollow, his teeth are rotting, and his skin sags and strips from his face. But you know, there's an air of resemblance to him. He looks like someone you've met recently. He looks just like Justin Krant. And Angelo, in your head you remember the boy died of suicide just a few weeks back, before all of this zombie stuff happened. The boy speaks and he says, You have come into this place, bearing the curse of life. Why have you come here? To put you to rest. Ha <laughs> ha!
Hello, Krant. Yes, that's me. Do you know why I have done this? No, I don't. I've done this to liberate the town. People are frail. They die so easily. But under my guidance, with the things that the pallid princess Urgatoa have taught me, I have given them eternal peace and life. You have not given them eternal life. You took away. They shall rest easily under my watch. Though they do not know it. Though they do not know it. I am this town's savior. You are cursing this town, and I can't stand for that. Brave little lapdog of Iomate. And Iom, and the rest of you. You follow him blindly. Are you not afraid to die? Does the thought of nuttiness not fill you with dread? Would you not be rid of it all? To live forever, like me, free from hunger, free from sadness, eternal peace. It's just a handshake's away. He raises his hand. Not really scared of death, but I certainly am scared of looking as ugly as you do. Wow. Wow, Voltaire. (laughs) You are falling apart. If you found life that boring... That you had to go back to the Pallid Princess to give you this? You weren't enjoying life as the other townsfolk have. They were fine without it. They were fine without all of this going the way that you wanted to. They could have lived freely without your and your goddess's taint. What is the point of enjoying something when it is so finite? That's the point! That is the point. When you die, it's not nothingness. It's just change. I'm not scared of dying. I won't let you harm my town. You've already harmed it enough. We're doing them a favor. I won't let you harm your town. Well, Arlo Krant raises a hand and dark energy swirls around it in the flickering torchlight that Angelo, you carry. And everyone, one last time, let's roll initiative. Timmy's gonna beat the fuck out of us. Oh, Harlow, Jesus. So, top of the order is gonna be Harlow Krant. And he spends one action and he points and he says, Shamble fort, my minions. And those four zombies start to like rumble forward. And each of them takes a 20 foot move action as they start coming down towards you all, groaning and moaning as they do. With his next action, he is going to cast a spell. And he's going to cast it on, oh, all of you. He uh, holds up a hand and kind of like clenches it in the air. And all of you are going to need to make me a fortitude save as he casts Sudden Blight. 19. That's a failure. He's a very strong caster. That's 20. Oh, shit. Okay. And Angelo? 29. Okay. Uh, That's going to be a success. Uh, Voltaire, you got a fail. And Arshus, you got a critical success. The ground beneath you starts to putrefy. And like the moss and lichen that's like kind of around this cave 
around you turns to rot beneath you. And you guys can feel yourselves rotting at the same time. So uh, everyone's going to take a portion of 2d10 negative damage. That's going to be 12 damage to you, Voltaire. 6 damage to you, uh, Angelo. And no damage to you, Erceris. As you all muscle through uh, Harlowkrantz's spell. And uh, he is then going to... I think he's going to just stand there and watch with his... He doesn't have any lips, so he's just baring his teeth at you all with these white, white eyes. Angelo, it's your turn. Four zombies shamble fort, and Harlow Krantz stands there preparing to put you all in the grave. I think that Angelo is going to immediately rush Harlow. Uh, that's moving uh, 25 feet. He's going to uh, attack with his longsword. Okay. Nat 20, thank you. Oh my fucking god. Okay. Uh, well, that's obviously going to be a crit. Roll damage. That is 34 damage, and the target is made off balance by my attack, becoming flat-footed until the start of my next turn. Okay, so Angelo, you, like, surge forward and, like, slash into this guy. Clack, like, you cut deep into him, and he lets out a... <gasps> as he stumbles forward a little bit, and then straightens up and looks you dead in the eye with those unblinking eyes, and you realize the man has no eyelids. Ew. You have one action left, Angelo. What do you do? Uh, he's raising his shield. Okay. Uh, Angelo, preparing yourself, you hold up a shield ready to take the blunt, uh, the brunt of whatever attacks come next. Next in the order is gonna be Arceris. Arceris, it is your turn. Zombie shamblers are uh, swarming forward. Uh, Harlow Krant and Angelo are blasting against each other. And yeah, holy shit, what do you do? May I ask a question? <laughs> yeah, sure, what's up? The bombs that weren't used in the traps, like at all, can I say that I recovered them? <laughs> yeah, you can harvest those. Okay, because I have nothing left. Yeah, 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 no worries. Yeah, okay. Cool. Um, so then, I think Arceris is going to step forward just a little bit for one action. And then two ac- the next two actions, she's going to... Uh, Arceris is going to use both of her alchemist fire on both groups. Okay, yeah, because the two... The, the four zombies are gr- grouped in groups of two right now. So you'd be able to hit so both of them. One. Okay, sure. Fuck. That is 20. That's going to be a hit, yes. Okay, and then this next one is going to be at the minus five, right? Yes. Okay, uh, that was 13. Uh, 13, yeah, that's going to be All a right. hit as well. You hit both groups. Group to the west, that is 13 damage. Okay, 13 damage to uh, the guy in the front, uh, and that's positive damage, right? Fire damage. Ooh, he set on fire. Cool. Arceris, uh, you fucking bombed this guy, and he doesn't go down immediately. Yeah. He is set ablaze. The next one, though, you throw again. Roll damage. 20. Arceris, the second one, you bomb this guy so hard that I think the bomb crushes into his spinal, like, into his uh, chest, like, breaking his ribs, and explodes from the inside, and he is just charred and destroyed immediately. Listen, she has a mean left swing, okay? <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. You fucking get the hell out of him. Uh, the two ones who were in the back take two damage each from splash damage. Uh, so you've got one down, one badly injured, and then two who are just chipped. That is her. Okay. Voltaire! Jeez! Jeez. Jeez, Louise. The fuck do you do? Well, uh... <laughs> oh, wait, real fast. Sorry. Before anything else, Arceris, you see... Wait, Angelo, you see, just as Arceris explodes the shit out of that zombie shambler, Harlow is wielding a sight. Mm-hmm. This holy symbol of Urgotoa, of course. But as that zombie is destroyed... The sight glows with a black energy, and he captures that creature's soul in his sight, which means he's going to start doing extra damage when he hits you with it. Okay. 
Uh-oh. Wizard! Voltaire, it's your turn. You got tree actions, and stuff is going crazy down here. What do you do? I'm going to do something real fun. Uh, Voltaire is going mm -hmm. to... He's going to run up to the sky. The, the zombie shambler, his friend. Not really. And he's going to cast a cone spell. He's going to cast bone spray. Oh, shit. Okay. How does this look? What does this do? So it is a 15-foot cone of uh, bone. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I need a reflex save from him and uh, Harlow, because he's within the 15. Oh, Harlow has to take a two? Uh-oh. Well, the zombie got a tree total. Uh, meanwhile, Harlow got a 20 tree, so he passes, but the uh, zombie got a critical fail. So roll me that damage. One will take half, one will take double. All right, that's 17 damage. Okay, so to Harlow, that is going to be eight damage. And to the zombie shambler, that's going to be 34 damage. He is <laughs> fucking blown to pieces. You like just, you hold up a ball of like white shards in your hand and you fucking explode it out and it rips through this zombie, tearing him from like tendon to tendon as he falls to the floor. And as he lands with a splatter on the floor, uh, more bones pass into Harlow. But honestly, that zombie in the front took the brunt of it. So very few even get to Harlow. You know what I mean? And is that your turn? Yeah, that's his turn. Okay. There's only two of these motherfuckers left. One of them is going to stumble towards you, Angelo. I think they both stumble towards you, Angelo, I'm afraid. You're very close to them. They both run forward, and one of them is going to try to get a no, punch on you. That, in fact, is a crit fail, actually. Ooh, he breaks his hand against your shield. So he's not going to be able to use his fists anymore. Instead, he lunges forward and tries to bite. Uh, and that's going to be a 25? Yeah, that hits. Okay. Well, he... That's five damage. As he... He, like... He stumbles forward past you. I think he's, like, nearly falling on top of you as he bites you, you know? Whoa, whoa. Uh, the other one, meanwhile, is going to try punch at you as well. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that hits. That's a crit. Uh, then I'm going to use the shield block reaction. Yeah, this is going to block five damage from this. Okay. As he, not 20, tries to go for your face. And that would do 10 damage. You block it, it's five damage to you. As he basically punches at you, but you, like, knock him out of the way slightly, basically turning this from a crit to a regular hit. Uh, so that's five damage to you, Angelo. And he's gonna, that's going to be their turns because they're both slow. It's Harlow's turn. Harlow groans and he says, You should never have come to this town, lapdog. Okay. And he swings his sight directly into you. And that's going to be a 19 to hit. Uh, that does not hit. Okay. Well, with his next, uh, his next action... I think he brings a hand to your chest, Angelo, and starts to blast negative energy into you. He's casting harm on you. You need to make me a fortitude save. 29. Uh, 29 is going to be a success. You'll take half damage from this as he blasts you. And that is going to be 4 plus 8. That's 12. You're going to take 6 damage, Angelo. All this chip damage is starting to weigh up on you, Angelo, and you're starting to like get pretty badly bruised from this. And Harlow lets his like mouth drop open and his tongue loll and says... I'm doing this for the good of everyone. Um, he he says, so am I. And I think his, like, sword starts to fill with divine energy. It starts glowing. Almost, literally almost as the torches he's, he's got in his hand. But, uh, and he's going to attack. 25. 25 is going to be a hit. Roll damage as you bring down this glowing sword into Harlow. 17 damage. Ooh, yeah, Harlow's starting to look really badly injured now as you, like, swing into him again, and he lets him... Uh, uh, as more and more gashes open up on his battered body. 
And I think he's going to do it again. Go for it. Damn it. It was a 10. 10 is going to be a miss. And is that your turn, Angelo? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was my turn. Aristris, it's your turn. The zombies are looking bad and Harlow's looking worse. What the fuck do you do? I think that she's going to quick alchemy some Quicksilver Mutagen. Oh, Jesus. Okay. What's this Quicksilver Mutagen do? Uh, your features become thin and angular. You become swifter and nimbler, but your body also becomes more fragile. Benefit, plus one item bonus to acrobatics, stealth checks, thievery, uh, reflex saves, dexterity-based attack rolls, which is basically all of her attack rolls, and plus five foot status bonus to speed. Drawback is I take damage equal to twice my level, and I can't recover hit points lost this way by any means while the mutagen lasts, and minus two penalty to fortitude saves. Okay, how does this look as you spend an action throwing together some like silvery powders and turning it into a test tube and then bring it to your lips and downing it? The signature thing for Ar- for Arceris is that she doesn't like how mutagen like alters her body. Um, so immediately once the mutagen, mutagen is downed, mm-hmm. she brings her hood up and instead of looking at her face, her features do become like thinner, but you also see that she can move a lot faster. <laughs> Okay, uh, that's two actions, right? I believe so. Okay, you have one action. What do you do? Uh, last action is going to be throwing her last bottled sunlight at Harlow. Oh, Jesus, that's going to suck for him. Okay. Yep, it sure is. 18. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, that will be a hit. Arceus, roll me that damage. Uh, 15 damage. Okay, Arceus, this holy light... Uh, in this bottle, you kind of like hold it and almost supernaturally quickly you throw it at Harlow and it flies through the crowd into him, hits him point blank and it's going to do 15 damage plus 5 positive damage. That's 20 damage. And Aristarus, that's 20 damage. He has 21 HP. Well, that's her turn because she used two actions for the mutagen. Yeah, that's going to do two damage to the boat shamblers, which actually lol kills one of them. (laughs) This, the splash damage actually does kill the other one, who, who, uh, the one who was on fire, who lets it out as he's fucking disintegrated. Uh, the other one just takes seven damage. Harlow stumbles back, shaking his head, says, No! You imbeciles! You ingrates! Don't you realize, by living these short lives, we're all condemned to futility! Let me save everyone! Let me make things better! Voltaire, this teenage zombie screams in agony and anger at the world. How dare life be so short? Says someone who's barely lived his at all. What the fuck do you do? I think that Voltaire casts Purifying Icicle one more time. Okay. Make me that attack roll. 22. That's a hit. Roll damage. Do you say anything or is it just sadly raising a hand? Yeah, he he raises his hands up, or he raises his hand up uh, uh, to shoot that icicle and he says... I don't know about you, but I've enjoyed my time on this place. Nine. <laughs> he had one HP left, it's fine. I'll do it. Harlow, and also the zombie behind him, funnily, because the icicle passes directly through Harlow and into the Shambler. The Shambler just falls dead, released from this terrible fate he's found himself in. But Harlow, he stumbles a little bit and he just clutches his chest. And he looks up at you all with just sad eyes, for he disintegrates, turning to dust. And you've done it. Coming from the cages, people cry in relief. But how do you all feel after having done that? Save the town, but Jesus. Angelo feels awful. 
And just like Angelo, he's going to ignore it and just go help the people out of the cages. <laughs> Angelo's like, I'm not going to think about the fact that that was a 16-year-old. I'm going to think <laughs> about the fact that there was a cage right here. Angelo, you open that cage and you help the people out and... You know, there were a lot of people up above in that village who were turned into zombies. And you know, hundreds of people must be dead now. But by God, if hundreds haven't also survived. Angelo, you open that cage and you help the people out and... As you pull through all of these doors, and Voltaire, you help unlock one, and Aristus, you help unlock one. Justin Krant, unconscious but alive. Perhaps it's a good thing he didn't get to be awake to see what was down here. Perhaps it's a good thing he'll never find out. All of you help the people back to the surface. Thankfully, there are other caves which are less claustrophobic and they release you a little bit outside of town. You make your way out. The sun is high in the sky. <laughs> it's sunny. The clouds are powered enough to let the sunshine shine down on you all. You meet up with um, uh, Aderno, uh, Adenos, uh, Sil, and Lacera. I think, Arshris, you give coal back to Lacera, to uh, Adenos to keep a hold of as these people make their way over to the next town that they had originally, that uh, the letter had been, you know, dedicated to. What do you guys say to each other? What do you guys do as um, these crowds of survivors, these people that would have died down here and been turned into zombies if you hadn't taken a part of it all? You know, what do you say? What do you do? I'll give you one last little scene of roleplay. I told you so. <laughs> I told you that there would be survivors, and I told you that we could help them, and you didn't believe me. <laughs> tell him how right I was. <laughs> I mean, I will say that it was... So right, and you're such a good little boy. A good <laughs> idea for us to go back, just in case. You are lucky you're <laughs> handsome. And are we lucky you have a soft spot? <laughs> Shut up. Like I said, when this whole thing started, Arceus goes and punch and pinches um, Angelo's face again with one hand. Who can say no to this face? <laughs> the town of Fiorna's fate is set ablaze as you and the survivors begin the long trek back to Stackensard. You watch almost sadly as all these houses light up, but it's better that they be burned down right, and potentially pass on the plague to those who were made sick by it. 
the tragedy of this place won't easily be forgotten. And I think um, Sil looks to you all and says, You don't think that this kind of thing could happen again, do you? Someone happening upon this kind of forbidden knowledge and using it to hurt others. It could happen anywhere. It could happen to us again. And I think uh, beside him, Lacerna, for the first time showing a little positivity, says, Well, I hope not, but that's all we have, isn't it? Hope. All of you kind of grow silent, staring at the long line of grey to the west. A line that seems a little closer today. You all turn and start walking on your different paths. All of these people to Stagenzard, and all of you on the rest of your journeys throughout the cursed lands of Ustala. Happy Halloween, everyone. <laughs>